Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And point there, wow! Kane goes for oh, What a goal from Harry Kane! Here's Lucas Moura. Oh, they did it! I cannot believe it! Stevie Wonder, Stevie Bergwijn, Romero scores for Tottenham Hotspur. Song goes on and scores. Watch remarkable. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us for our Last Word on Spurs end of season awards special. I've got the majority of The Last Word on Spurs squad here that have been guiding you through therapy. Well, brilliant moments of the season. There's been some catastrophes. There's been enjoyment. There's been transfers. We've been there. You've seen it. We've done it. And on Last Word on Spurs, you're sharing us here the end of season awards. We've got on our panel tonight... To my right, the wonderful Jason McGovern, who can't wait to delve into what's been a crazy week for Tottenham already in the transfer market, and we haven't even opened just yet. Joining him to his right, a man who absolutely loves the transfer window in Jamie Brown from the Daily Hotspur. Bottom of my left-hand screen, just below me, I've got the wonderful Frankie Major, who's been telling it as it is all season. My co-host, bang in the middle there, the wonderful Lee McQueen. And to our right, a man who's got a song a single out right now that is absolutely smashing it in the charts. Catchy as hell. The wonderful Anthony Costa from Bluey's back with us on the last one on Spurs. And as I said, it's a season review. Thank you so much as always. I think there's already 500, 600 of you joining us here on a Sunday evening where the season's finished, but we keep on moving. A quick shout out, I must say, to our sponsors of tonight, Beaver Town. We had a great chat about them off air just a couple of seconds ago. Um, we, of course, were there all together in the, uh, well, for, before the Arsenal game during it and afterwards. Some tried to get back in after and failed epically. Um, they've been doing some wonderful end of season, uh, well, I say season away days we've seen. Anfield, United, we, a lot of us have been down there, like of Frankie Major, John Willem, Jason McGovern, Costa's been down there, Jamie's been down there. And I say, we've been enjoying their company, great food, great company, Beaver Town, make sure you check them out through the summer. But let's bring in the crowd, the boys that have made this season possible on the last one on Spurs. As amongst our wonderful listeners, contributors to the last word on Spurs. Jace, lovely to have you back on. How have you enjoyed this end of the season? 
oh, it's brilliant to get that that fourth place, and the, particularly in the way that we did it, to smash that lot down the road, and then um, then that last day where everyone was saying, "Oh, it'll be Spursy to cock it up or whatever," to just rip rip Norwich one and, and score five, and Sonny get that that share of the boot was was fantastic. So, uh, looking forward to the show tonight, and absolutely no transfer talk whatsoever. Can't promise that, Jase. Can't promise that. I can promise that I won't bring him involved in the transfer talk. Just can't promise there will not be any transfer talk. Um, let's go to listen, the co-host of the last one on Spurs, who potentially, depending on how these next couple of weeks goes, you might be seeing more of him potentially. Not the wonderful Lee McQueen. Lee, how are you, mate? Mate, get some solos going on, mate. With you, you with you out of the country, we can all run right on the last one on Spurs. So that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Over the, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have cricket on here. We're going to have golf on here. We're going to go all sorts of stuff. Me and Jace running riot. Uh, no, absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Uh, uh, good evening, everybody. I'm uh, as the bull. I don't know if you can see that. Suggest I'm in a Spaniard now. Uh, missing crackers and missing John and missing uh, Chris Cowlin. Um, but obviously they they've got other things to do tonight. So um, yeah, it's, it's the six of us, and we're going to go through the season. And what a season it's been. Um, absolutely loving it. I cannot wait for Jason to get in, uh, in tucked into transfers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always Jan's asking the question will Jason be the host of the transfer room? It's highly doubtful, Jan, just based on uh, my experience with Jason over the past seven or eight years. He couldn't wait to get away from transfers, and that's hence why Jamie came in as a very, very good, capable, and able replacement in terms of the transfer rumour mill. Joining us also on this show, listen, guys, having back on, we've got the wonderful Anthony Costa from Blue, currently got a great single out, and how are you, mate? Are you back All on? Right. Nice to see you, boys. It's so good to be on the last show with you, lads. Uh, obviously, coming from what Lee said, missing John, Chris and, and Crackers. But I'm sure we're going to yep. delve into what's been a, a, an up and down season, but ended on a high. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, again, I love being on the show and I love I love you boys. The banter is just ridiculous. And uh, I can't wait till next season. Yep. Beats RTV2 catch-up, that wasn't it? First game of the season, you had a go at me for the uh, putting, you, putting you and Crackers on the uh, Europa Conference League version, if you remember. Oh, yeah, the, the ITVB2 one. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah, I, the Pacos to Ferreira. Me and Crackers got demoted, big time. <laughs> Funny, McQueen only does, McQueen only does Sundays. Only did Sundays, and only when the big games come out. He does the big games. We're here for the Europa Conference League. Yeah, I'm afraid this. I think this man got a couple of those Conference League nights, and he's probably forgiving, killing me now for it. Frankie Major, Frankie, thank you so much for coming back on, mate. How are you? Oh, good. Um, again, fantastic way to end the season, particularly after the first few months of dross and utter depression that we had, as we were a laughing stock, and now we've turned into a serious team because of one man, and that man is Don Antonio Conte. Um, what a turnaround, boys. And, and just lovely to be back on the show on a positive note, considering where we were at the end of last season. Um, also, it's nice to have had a full season back in our fantastic and beautiful stadium, which is the best in the world. Um, had some great memories towards the end of the season. Obviously, beating Arsenal was up there. But, lads, as I say, I, I do believe now, looking at the trajectory moving forward of this football club, particularly from where it's been over the last few years, it's the most positive it's been in a while. So, um Onwards and upwards for the Spurs boys. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I'd like to bring him back in. Listen, we know we've gone through the, the summer transfer window as accordance, as rightly so. We've got the brilliant Jamie Brown over at the Daily Hotspur. Jay, how are you, mate? I'm very good. Thank you, Ricky. I mean, it's been like the most unbelievable kind of fortnight for Spurs, really, hasn't it? Obviously, we've had some very, very special nights being a Spurs fans. Obviously, 
haven't quite seen that trophy uh, recently, but I think just the optimism around the club at the moment. So we've had the we've had optimism, but there really genuinely feels like this could be a special time for Spurs. Um, obviously, it started with that win over Arsenal, securing that fourth place spot. We've got Champions League football again next season. That's something to really look forward to. And then, of course, we've got this news that the club are sounding like they're going to really go for it and really back Antonio Conte. But you know, you, you see what he, he did this season with with um, you know a squad that wasn't quite his own. So next year, when he's got a squad that's you know that's that's much more in his image, I just think it's going to be an incredibly exciting time for Spurs. And you know, I was watching back games today of of uh, past Champions League matches. I think the Barcelona match where we drew one all fantastic occasion obviously some of those knockout games as well so you know having Champions League football again is going to be unbelievably exciting and uh, yeah hopefully an, an exciting Premier League campaign as well but uh, unbelievable how excitement there is at, at the moment at Spurs so really looking forward to next season and uh, of course the next couple of weeks in the chance window. Yeah no I do agree it's been, um, listen, it's been a, a seismic week for Tottenham really hasn't it I mean when you look at the fact that obviously last weekend the club securing Champions League football there was that doubt over Antonio Conte's future. It's pleasing to say that we record a week on and it feels like Conte is happy. Spurs are already making their moves. And I think, Jason, to start with you, let's kind of recap the last week because um, Spurs obviously securing Champions League football. Then the big news breaking over the course of kind of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was that Conte's agreed to stay on as Spurs' head coach for next season after a meeting um, last Friday in Turin with Fabio Paratigi. How important is that, Jace? this early on now? We get the manager's future clarified and we can hopefully move forward to have a really progressive summer. Well, I, I didn't have any worries that he would go in the in the summer. I think everything we've we've kind of been fed. Uh, lots of people talking about it, that that um, even Daniel Levy's programme notes or whatever, the indications are there that they would they would try and back the manager. We saw them do it to a degree in January. So I just felt that that a lot of it was was unnecessary noise. I think getting that Champions League spot makes a, a huge difference to to him as well. I think you know once once we secured that, I I had no doubts that he would be uh, here next season. And um, I think a lot of it is 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 kind of media media must present a story. So the the constant questioning of him, you know, you can bet your life the very first press conference he gives for the first preseason friendly, he'll still be asked, "Will you be here at the start of the season?" It just seems the narrative that goes with it. But um, no, I, I fully expect him to to see this season. And it, and as Jamie says, it's exciting times. It would appear that for the first time that we'll we'll really put success on the pitch and not just chase a fourth spot. It finally appears that we we want to achieve something more than just that. So uh, exciting times ahead. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's come on to you, Lee. I mean, listen, it's been a crazy, chaotic season, 12 months of last one on Spurs. When we began for the last five or six years, I think it's fair to say that isn't it lovely, Lee, to be ending the summer um, with some real clarity on where we stand with the manager and already the club flexing their muscles in the market. What have you made, Lee, of the last week in which has been, I would say, one of the, again, I use that word seismic for the club in the way they've gone about their business very, very on air, obviously at the back end of May as we approach early June. Loving it, Rick. Seismic. I'm loving this stuff. Look, I mean, it's been phenomenal two, two, the last two weeks. We absolutely ruined Arsenal. Um, and the and, and I've said this on a couple of shows since, but I still have to repeat myself because I think the crowd in the North London Derby were absolutely outstanding. And it and it and it just elevated us. I genuinely think it was a situation that got us across the line. Um, you know, we we got in their heads and uh, and they, they couldn't handle it, they couldn't handle Newcastle. Um, and we did our job. I mean, I think I, I saw a stat 
the blue book is here. The blue book is in Spain with me, viewers and listeners. Don't worry about that. I saw a stat that I think we we kept four out of five clean sheets, um, uh, four clean sheets in our last five games of the season, which again is a testament. If you can't win, don't lose. All these little nuggets of information that we're getting through, drip through from the likes of friends of Charlie Gold and uh, you know um, all, all of the other um, journos that actually interview uh, Conte and, and the stuff that comes out of the camp. And I just think it's all of them little bits got 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 us to a point of, of getting over the line. And we didn't even struggle getting over the line, lads, listeners, viewers. We, we absolutely ruined it. So I think it was fantastic. Um, and then since then, I mean, I don't even know what's going on. Like, let, let's be honest about it. We're, we're making... Making signings before we've even before the windows even open. I mean, what? I don't even. I can't understand that. Um, you know, obviously James from the Daily Oxford, he will give us the lowdown on that. But I mean, I'm mega excited about Bastoni. Um, I know we've even seen it in the in the comments already as well. Um, so listeners, uh, obviously, loads of viewers are already putting in the comments about Bastoni. A very very um, uh, strong possibility that Bastoni is going to come. We've already. Looks like pen to paper and contracts agreed. Fab already said, here we go on on um, on Ivan. Um, and, you know, obviously Force is coming in as a, as a backup keeper as well. So I don't know, Rick. Honestly, I don't know what's going on. Like, a Nink putting in 150 million, Conte staying, signings before the windows even open. I mean, is this Tottenham? It's, it's mad. I love the fact we're already on first name terms of even. Not even signed the deal yet. Yeah, this I, is can't, I can't say surname. That's why I said Ivan, mate. Yo, I'm away for Costa to go. You don't even know him. What are you calling me, man, for? You don't even know the bloke. Skippy. Skippy. <laughs> don't get him started on Skippy. What's his shirt number going to be? I'll tell you. Before we go to Costa, Frankie, uh, describe the last seven days in what it's been like, you know, feel as a Spurs fan. The fact that Conte seems now secured in his future for the moment. The fact that the club have injected, well, injected 150 million into the coffers for transfer funds, we're led to believe. How big has this last week been for Spurs, Frankie? Well, it seems that the penny has finally, after all these years, dropped with Daniel Levy that when it comes to football matters, let's leave it to the pros and the experts. And um, we have to invest into this club. Now, obviously, the projected income from Champions League, uh, what that brings as well, which is probably the naming rights, which I anticipate will come over the next six to 12 months. I understand the club will be generating more revenue than we've ever generated. And they did say, to be fair to Enoch, that once the stadium is up and running and it's fully functional, it's, it's a money printing machine. It generates more money than any football stadium to any club in the world. They will put that back into transfers, which it seems like they're doing at this point in time. So, it, you know, the stars are aligning for us. And, and it just feels, I, I haven't had this feeling before at the end of the season, for the seven days after the follow on from the, the last game of the season, I've never felt this positivity. I've never seen this move for transfers, not just one transfer, but we link with many others. We've got the green light from, in my opinion, one of the best managers in the world who, pound for pound, is as good, in my opinion, as Klopp and Guardiola, Thomas Tuchel. We can go toe-to-toe with him, guys. So, as long as we've got him at the helm, we can keep him happy. We can put the football matters in the hands of him and um, give him the budget he requires. Um, and also, don't underestimate what happened in January, not just with, obviously, the which we'll get onto the two new signings that came in and hit the ground running, but the guys he got rid of. And it appears, again, from what we're seeing and hearing and reading, that the likes of us also, they're willing to take a massive haircut on, on this value, uh, which is, again, very un-Enic-like. Um, Conte does not want them, them players here, Tangi on Dembele, Gio, at the beginning of pre-season. So it's a, it's a complete culture shift. Um, things seem to be changing. 
Um, it, it appears as well that Harry Kane, if you look at him, the fittest he's been, I think he's lost half a stone over the course of the season, really trim, confident, playing for a manager, a world-class manager that will bring um, him back closer to the club and perhaps commit in his future, again, with a new contract extension this summer. And um, it's been a wonderful seven days. I mean, it started with a wonderful performance, albeit against a, a very weak Norwich side. Uh, we saw some fantastic play from Tottenham. Brilliant football, fantastic goals. Son getting the golden boot. I'm so pleased for him, even though it was shared. Um, he's He's been, obviously, Harry Kane has been Mr Tottenham for, for all this time. But after the fiasco with Manchester City at the beginning of the season, um, I think that the love for Son has grown even further. Um, and he's become almost, if not bigger than Kane, as our poster boy. Maybe I'm wrong there, maybe I'm reading it wrong, but it feels that way. And probably the most loved player at the club. And uh, he seems super happy at this club. And, and also, he's hitting his peak now, Son. I think the best is yet to come. So, factor in, you know, the, the feel-good factor at the club, the commitment from Conte, the commitment from Enoch to spend money, um, some of the top quality players we've got there already. Um, I do anticipate a, an exciting summer. And I feel that with a, with a pre-season with Antonio Conte, this team will go up even further levels. And trust me, do not underestimate what pre-season football, a good pre-season with a, with a good manager does for a squad getting fit throughout the season and, and trying to get things together as the season goes on. It's so hard. And that's why you've got to praise Antonio for the job that he done when he came in. But yep. it, it, for me, again, after the end of the season, I cannot remember a more promising um, or optimistic Tottenham Hotspur Football Club in my time supporting anyway, which has been quite a long time. So um, let's just hope again for a, for a positive summer. Back Antonio, get the players out he doesn't want and let's kick on in August and and start the season on the right foot. Yeah, totally agree. Frankly, loads of people agree with me in the comments. Just let you know, Frankie, we're getting a little bit of tripping from your uh, from your mo- from it might be from the AirPods. So I don't know whether you want to maybe do a reset or maybe lose the AirPods. If that might help you, mate. Just want to let you know, just so when it listens back, obviously, like I say, we're going to hear you clearly. But mate, listen, hundred percent. Sorry, just quickly, Rick. Is that better? Lot better. Yeah, yeah, lot better. Lot. We're we're losing the tripping. Absolutely perfect, mate. So yeah. You did hear what I said, though, didn't you, guys? We heard, we heard word for word. Yep, we did. Majority. Cut the trips in there, but we heard the word for word. We're all good. The wonderful Frankie I think, Major. I was just going to say, Rick, I think one thing that we've done over the last uh, the last few weeks now is we finally moved on to accept we we have a new manager. <laughs> and there's no talk about the, the, the previous manager and the one before that, the one before that type of thing. So... That's uh, that's fantastic. We finally accepted who our manager is. We're not pining for anyone else. And that, that makes a big difference as well. Jason, just on that note, this is the first summer since he was sacked that the fan base is not pining for Pochettino any longer. And oh, obviously, yeah, we're exactly. We always have a place in our heart. We know what the guy yeah. done for the club. Yeah. Great manager for us. Yeah. But this now feels like closure. The Pochettino era has been put yeah, to bed. Absolutely. Masters in between, and now we've got clarity on Listen. who the man, you know, this love for Conte is there, and full clarity on yep. moving forward. <clears throat> exactly. It's brought, exactly. It's brought the fan base together, which is something I ain't seen in a very long time. So, yeah. um, long may it continue because I, I'm loving it, actually, love it. I'm very positive for, for, for the season to come. Just describe the last week for you, Anne. I mean, the fact that Spurs have now secured Champions League, the fact that Conte's future for the moment looks to some degree now secure. What's the week been like for you and as a Spurs fan? I know from, you know, previous years we've been speaking, you know, weeks we worry about the club, but now it seems to be in a really good spot right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, I knew, I, I, 
I was always a little bit of a doubt in my mind if we'd get top four. That's just a pessimist in me. I can't help it. It's just, you know, I've been let down before. But I think nailing that top four spot meant so much to the fans, the club, and more importantly to Antonio because he's now done his job, what he was there to do, and he can build on that now. And obviously the two newest signings that are coming in, it's it's starting to build his team, his people that he wants. And as we always say, get the players that Antonio wants. We might not agree with certain players and everything, but if he sees something that we don't, I'm all for it. Listen, I'll back the man as long as as long as he's a Spurs manager, and I can't wait to what he brings. As Frank said, and, and the lads mm. for pre-season, it's so important, and yeah. uh, we could kick on come first game. Yeah, but I'm really, really buzzing. I'm buzzing, mate. Absolutely yeah. buzzing. Yeah, Jay, can you remember a more positive summer going into the start of a new season? I mean, what we've got to come, it just feels so exciting right now. For someone that know absolutely loving transfers, it just feels like the club now are really moving. For Sorry, Jason, they seem to be moving towards players that I think we'd all like them to say, these are some really top-class players, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, as I said at the start of the show, kind of the last two weeks have just been unbelievable, really. I mean, start the Arsenal game, winning that game, of course, any North London derby and winning that is obviously a massive occasion. But what it meant as well was this is huge. Of course, then we beat Burnley. I think the fans were fantastic at that game. You could really sense that something was, was really being built there. Then, of course, Arsenal lost at Newcastle, another massive high for us because that put us, kept us in pole position. Then, of course, we have that incredible game at Norwich and, you know, we win 5-0, Really top performance. Sonny wins the Golden Boot. Um, and then, of course, we secure Champions League football. And we're already on that high. You know, and, then, and then the news comes out that Inica are really going to go for it. And I think that that was just, just, I think it's just so promising. And I really am so optimistic for next season. I think we've genuinely got a manager who, obviously in the past, we've had some really top managers. Um, you know, Mauricio Pochettino was fantastic. But I just think Conte is the full package. He's an unbelievable coach, an unbelievable manager. And he, you know, he's a guy who may be in those times where we haven't quite got over the line. I think he's exactly that sort of guy that will know how to do that. I know we've said that maybe about uh, Jose Mourinho, but this is a guy who's, who's totally at the top of his game. But um, it's, you know, just the, the, build, the, the way the club has been built up and obviously there's been a lot of criticism of the owners over the last couple of years and probably rightly so. Um, you know, it's so frustrating not to have won a trophy and obviously that's, that's what we want to see ultimately as football fans, seeing us win trophies. But you know, certainly in my lifetime, all I've ever known is Enoch in the club. And I think the way they've built it up into this, you know, a, a, a really top club now, a, a club that can attract the likes of Antonio Conte, that can get top players in like Ivan Perisic and, and, and Bastone. So, I, I just, and then, of course, you look at the stadium, we've got Champions League football. Um, I, I just think that we, we're at the stage now where I just think things are really exciting. We're at a really top club now. And uh, as you said, just... I think the optimism is is unbelievable. I've never quite seen it like this before. Maybe you could say the Champions League final, but you know, even now, I just I really feel as I'm so confident that we can do something really, really big next season. Mm. So, um, yeah, unbelievable time to be a Spurs fan. And you know, we've have had many full storms, but honestly, this one, I'm I'm, I'm genuinely so confident that that we're going to do something special now. Jamie, can can I just ask Rick just just on that as well, like? I mentioned in the last pod about um, the, the cycle, and, and Jason and I have spoken about this a few times before about the cycle that, that we're in, and I think that we're we're one cycle behind Liverpool. And when you look at the the cycle that Liverpool were at when they signed Virgil Van Dijk, when they then signed Allison in the summer, and then they signed Navi Keita, they signed Fabinho, they signed Origi, they signed Shakiri in that summer, they took a seventy-five point. 
uh, Premier League finish in 1718 to a 97-points finish in within a year in the next season. That they, they did that. That is a fact. They took 22 points and and um, uh, above what they, they, they've done the season four. So it can be done with the right recruitment. And I remember thinking at the time, as a Spurs fan, why is everyone talking about Liverpool so much? The media, the fans, the rival fans, they were like, they're going to do something big. They're going to go big. They're going to do something big. And they'd sign a couple of players, like I just mentioned. They're going to, And that, it feels like that now for us. I have seen so many rival fans talking about, oh, I'm a bit worried about Tottenham. I don't want Tottenham to get top four because if they get top four, Conte's going yep. to stay. And if Conte's going yep. to do you see what I mean, Rick? And I, and I just, we're feeling it. I think rival fans are feeling it. The media are going to start talking about, if we recruit well, if we get a couple of these big players over the line that we're talking about, I, I generally think we can have a go next year. Just, you know, the, the thing I was also thinking, there's, there's I think Conte's record of, of winning titles, something like seven in his last nine. He's a guy who, who has very high standards, of course. He walked out that into Milan side when, you know, they were selling their top players because I don't think he thought they could compete for the league. But I, I don't think he'd stay at Spurs if he genuinely didn't think that Spurs could go and win the title next season. I, Conte would not be here if he didn't feel he could mm. genuinely do something big next season. And yeah. Again, I, look, I've been on last on Spurs for so long and I've always had, you know, this optimism. Um, you know, I had it with Jose, I had it with Pochettino. But I'm, just, I'm saying right now, I really do not believe that Conte would have stayed, uh, would have, uh, yeah, he would have, he would have stayed if um, he didn't feel he could win the title or win, you know, something major. So I think the fact that Conte is, is committed to the club, I think that just says everything about where, you know, we're aiming to go next season and, and what we can achieve. Um yeah, I don't, I don't think he would have stayed. Jose, but Conte is another level to the Jose we had. Mm. He's a different gravy. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. J- Jason, what are your thoughts on that? Jason, for you, do, do you agree that Conte would only have committed to Tottenham if he genuinely felt he had the belief to bring Tottenham a title next season? Do you think he actually feels that if he's back adequately this summer? I definitely think he believes he can do it for sure. Um, you know, I think getting that Champions League helps the uh, the backing of him because you you know you've got that extra money. Uh, I think it's important to know the the one fifty appears to be on top of of other things as well. So, um, and yet we're going to go and sign free free transfers like Forster and Perisic. So there must be uh, three or four absolutely huge huge eighty million deals to come in that case. But uh, no, I think he he believes whether he believes. Whether he'd sit there and believe he can genuinely win the league, because uh, I know at least Simon, but that's that's a massive gap on Liverpool had to make that gap on one team. We've got to make it on two teams, um, and you can see Liverpool having get to the nineties now isn't enough to win the league. Uh, yeah, if you said to me point. now, if you said to me, getting to the nineties doesn't guarantee you the the league. No, exactly. Yeah, it's huge. Can top can Tottenham next season get to 85, 86 points, which is a fifteen point increase? Absolutely, they can. But that's not a guarantee that that even gets you a top two place. But I think he genuinely believes we'll be a lot closer to to Chelsea next year, and, and can <laughs> genuinely go. You know, we we can still be in the talking come April, and then hopefully we can. You know, he, he'll he'll try and get another trophy at some stage along the way. But yeah, he. he you know, he's he's not looking to finish fourth next year. He wants no. to push that club beyond fourth. That we sit there and going into Christmas, and we we already know top four is more or less 
I mean, Chelsea this year, if you look at it, as much as they tailed off, they've been pretty much nailed on for top four all season, haven't they? They've never really had a worry. And as soon as, soon as somebody thought they'd catch them, and we said, well, if we win this game and that game, Chelsea would go and get a win and then take it back clear. And I think that's what he would look at Tottenham next year. But right the way through the season, we shouldn't be worried about finishing in the top four. We should be looking upwards, not downwards. And that, that's important. And I certainly think he believes that he can do that. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Frank, let's come over to you. I mean, Spurs have wasted no time in pushing for a free transfer move. And that is one of Conte's favourite players, along with uh, Paratiges and Ivan Perisic. We understand the 33-year-old will arrive at Hotspur Way this week to complete a medical and follow what is believed to be a 98000 a week contract on a two-year switch. And Jason's trying to control himself. Um, listen, it's a, this is a big move for Spurs. It really is a big move, frankly, because it, what it does for Tottenham is it, it almost breaks... That age barrier that we've seen with Spurs in the past, they've not been willing to go by. 33 years old, very little sell-on value, but he's a player you would be feeling is being bought for the now, Frank. How excited are you by this guy? Because, um, I mean, what, 10 goals and nine assists in just 49 matches for Inter last seasons. He shows no signs of slowing down and across almost 4,000 minutes of football, Frankie. Well, he's a winner. Um, doesn't miss many games of football. Um, an ambidextrous footballer, almost. I mean, his right foot's fantastic, but his left foot is stunning. Um, this is a guy that is at the peak of his powers. He recently scored two goals in the Coppa Italia final. That was Inter's first win in the Coppa Italia in 11 years. And he was an integral part of that. And he adds quality and an upgrade on that left wing-back position. Um, he'll give um, Sessegnon some insights on, on how to be a top player. He's won the Bundesliga with two different teams. He's won Syria. He scored in a World Cup final. Um, He's, he's a horrible player to play against. Fantastic in the air, wand of the left foot. Um, I wouldn't say he's the most dynamic, but he's, his creation and finishing is, is exactly what we need. That wing-back position in this system is so important. And we have got through this season um, without our wing-backs in that system since Conte came in, even really adding numbers. Um, Doherty had a spell. Emerson Royale hasn't added numbers. Sessignon hasn't really. He's had a few assists. And, and they're so important in this system. And you will watch him score lots of back post goals, headers, finishes. You'll watch him score from outside of the box. You'll watch him put lots of crosses in. And this, again, this is a guy with the mentality of a winner, which is what we need. We need to sign players who have won trophies last season, not five years ago, not six years ago, not has-beens. Players who have come from a club like he has, back-to-back -back seasons of winning the Serie A and Coppa Italia um, in, a, in a good inter-side. So... I mean, 33 years old, you obviously see people online say, you know, he's past it. But I saw Luka Modric. I know that they're obviously world-class players, and I'm not saying he's that level, but Luka Modric at 36 and Benzema at 34 years old in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, so, you know, age is, age is nothing but a number if you look after yourself and you've got the right mindset. With sports science as it is in the modern era, sports in general, these athletes can go on longer. And we've seen that with certain players. And I just think... Look at Thiago Silva. Exactly. And and he's he still oozes class. And then Perisic is in that mould where he's again he's fit as a fiddle, he's a winner, he's been there and done it, he's played at all the big clubs, Bayern Munich, Inter Milan, and he's a free. And But and this is what we've been crying out for, isn't it? Exactly. This is the balance of smart mm. business that needs to be yep. done. Um, not players that Levy would go for, players that Paratici and Conte won. And apparently he was name checked by Conte. One of the first requests he made was get me Perisic, like Benton Court and Kulisevsky. Conte's worked with these guys, uh, sorry, Perisic, but he's worked with them as well. He knows what they're about. He knows the mindset. He knows what they bring to the table. And they're Conte's boys. They're soldiers of Conte's. They're his disciples. And 
Um, you know, looking beyond that, there's obviously other names that we're linked to, which I won't get too, too, too much into. But yeah. this is a great start. And I feel that there'll be more of these done. There'll be more smart business coming. And th this is a player that Conte adores and loves and, again, has worked with before. So great start, smart signing, no transfer fee. And that's what we need at Tottenham. We need winners. Yeah, no, I totally agree. We're going to go just on this very quickly. I want to give all the boys an opportunity. I know, Jace, you've got probably no interest in this. I won't come to you on it. But, Lee, come over to you. Um, you know, someone like Perisic, you know, you can't underestimate the fact that it's a Champions League pedigree. And as put out by many, it's a proper Conte signing this one. Should Spurs, obviously, barring no hitches, get out over the line. And I think it's also a clear strategy change from Spurs in general under Enoch that we're moving very early now. And it does seem that we are using that tone backing the manager. How crucial is that, Lee, to get these players in the door very early? So in pre-season, they are embedded into the way Conte wants these players to play. Well, I think that's what, excuse me, I think that's what he wants, Rick. Um, and, you know, whatever he wants, he needs to get, because I tell you, if he gets it, I, I genuinely think we can we can do something ridiculously special next season. Um, you know, for, for me, Perisic is, you know, 33, 34, 38, don't matter. This guy is fit as a fiddle. I think he ran more minutes than anyone else in Serie A last year. I think he got um, one of the players of the season um, in the in the forward attacking roles. Um, you know, you, you wrote, uh, read out the stats already. Uh, I think it was what 10, um, 10 and nine in terms. Yeah, of ten goals, goals, nine assists. Yeah, you know, fancy someone out of Tottenham. Thank you very much. As from a left wing back, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and as Frank just said, you can play on the left, you can play on the right, you can, you can cut inside. The problem is defenders don't know what to do with him because, you know, it's, it's similar to Son. They don't know how to handle Son because Son can go left, he can go right. It doesn't really matter. When you've got players like that in your team, it's a nightmare for defenders. So, you know, massive, a welcome addition, huge addition. But then you've got the fact that he's got all that experience. Then you've got the fact that he's going to teach Sessignon and everyone else that's in, 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 in the team in and around him. You know, when, when you look at Benton Kerr and he's 24 years old and he's already won free Serie A and Copper Italias and a couple of uh, Argentina Premier Divisions and whatever. And he's only 24. You look at Perisic has come in, he's won what? He's won a Bundesliga with Dortmund. He's won a Bundesliga with Bayern. He's won a Champions League. He's won a... Uh, he's played under Conte, knows Conte's world, knows his system. And he's won the um, Serie A with him as well. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. The thing that I love about it the most, and you know, Chelsea fans can come in here and maybe there's a few in the group, whatever, but they can come in and have a, a, have a laugh. But they've had Roman Vanovic bankrolling for the last 20 years. That ain't happening anymore. And um, uh, Persic was what, you know, touted out to them. He's chosen Spurs. Even that in itself, Rick, do you, are, are you with me? This is this is where, where all of a sudden... It's contact fit. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's a contact oh. fit, isn't it? People are thinking, hang on, I want to go and play for that club. I want to go and play for that club in London that's got the biggest stadium in London, got the best uh, best training facilities in London, now's in the Champions League, he's got the best manager, he's got two world-class strikers or world-class yeah. forwards already, to, uh, you know, got a World Cup winning captain. I want to go and play there. That is a massive pull, you know, fair play. And this is where I think it, the mentality, everything that Conte's done in the last... It's not even 12 months. I was going to say 12 months. It's only been here seven months. In the last seven months, is just off the chart. I mean, he's literally transforming our entire mindset and long-range yeah. continuum. I'm so excited, mate. It's ridiculous.
Tony Gregory come to Anne, then Jay. Anne, very quickly for you, how excited are you by the sign of Perisic? He's a player that can play left wing back or as a yeah. conventional winger as well, or even alongside the striker. So this is a guy that can play in a multitude of positions. And I think like Frankie said as well, he's going to really help mentor and push on Sessegnon, who I think we can all see seems to be Conte's favourite out of him and Regidon, whose future looks up in the air at the moment, likely to probably leave. How important is that, Anne, to get a player in that for Conte yeah. is absolutely pivotal to the way he wants to play? <clears throat> It's experience, Rick, and, and that's what we've been crying out for. A bit of experience, a bit of young in, mixed in together, and I think that really bodes well for, for what, what the season is to come. But Perisic is, is a player that I've always look, looked upon, I've always liked. Um, he was brilliant for Bayern Munich, fantastic for Inter Milan, um, great for his national side as well. And I think he's going to be great for our club. Um, got to give him time, because obviously the Premier League is completely different to this series. But I think he's got it in his locker to a give the youngsters some advice and some and some know-how. And I've read today that he's uh, Conte wants him to help Cess um, with his delivery ability or saying I don't know whether that's true or not. But if that's the case, Cess has got to take everything on board. And um, I think Perisic is going to be a player that is going to bring experience to the club. Yeah, agree. Jay, let's come over to you because, Jay, I mean, to be fair, this is what you've been covering all week in terms of the Perisic to Spurs. How exciting is it for you? And by the fact that, you know, there's, there's fans that are saying this guy's too old, but people forget, you know, Spurs signed the likes of Edgar Davids, Ida Johnson. They were absolutely great for the group at the time. How important that experience be? Van der Vaart as well. And I, mean, yeah, I, was thinking, I was thinking that, yeah. I think Zoe Pearson, Pearson was exactly right on screen there in terms of, imagine, yeah most attractive project in London. I mean, for me, I think with one of the most attractive projects now in, in uh, you know, in Europe, I think definitely do not underestimate this signing. I think we're getting a player who's pretty much in his prime. A guy who's a free agent. So, of course, there'll be lots of interest in him. Um, he's just come off of a, a fantastic season in Syria. You know, was, I, I managed to catch a lot of into last year and, and, and they were a fantastic team. And he was pretty much an integral part of that. Of course, we've seen how important he was in helping Conte win the title. Uh, two seasons ago, of course. Um, so 100% do not underestimate how important this signing is and, and kind of what it represents in terms of how exciting this project is at Spurs. There's, I think, you know, Lee, Lee kind of covered it off there in terms of everything that now comes with it. I mean, you've got Champions League football, you can play with Harry Kane, Jungmin Son, you've got Antonio Conte as your manager, you're living in London, um, you know, you've got that fantastic training facility every day. So, yeah, don't underestimate how important this signing is and what it represents, but... I think the important thing as well, and the guys have definitely mentioned it in terms of, you know, we know what we're getting with Ivan Perisic. And I think this is why the Kudasevsky and Benzikur deals were so successful because Pratici knew all about them. He knew the right, you know, the mentality of these players. He knew the talent of these players. I think if you look at, you know, if you can maybe compare them to other transfers the Spurs have done, you had Lacelson and Dombele. Of course, two players that were hugely talented. We were all very excited about at the time, but they were unknown entities to the club. Of course, they were not. They were obviously not right. Didn't have the right mentality, and you didn't know how they were going to trans, you know, transfer their skills into the Premier League. But with Kudelski and Benzikur, they knew exactly their mentality. You know, Pratici knew exactly of their mentalities, and and this is going to be the same with Perisic. I think a lot of people have kind of compared him uh, with with Kostic as well. But for me, I think this for me is the, this is the one to get because I think he's a guy who's totally known by Conte, known by Pratici. They know exactly his right, you know, his mentality, whether he's a guy who's got that mentality to come into the Premier League and fit in straight away. Um, and that's why I have no doubt that he's going to be such a successful signing. But it, it's just incredibly exciting as well to have, you know, have these talented wing backs. I think that so many times 
last season where maybe I think against Liverpool, I was thinking if we had top wing-backs, we're winning these games. I think we're winning those games. The Liverpool game was a prime example of that. Sessegnon and I think it was uh, Emerson got into some great positions at times, but obviously there was just missing that kind of that quality. With with Perisic, you're going to have that quality and to have him putting balls into to Kane and, and Son, it's a bit dodgy, um, I think that it's going to be so exciting next season. I think this is a massive sign of the Spurs. And again, it also represents the club, you know, going away from their usual policy of signing these young players and they're getting in a player, the manager, exactly the player the manager wants as well. So everything about this signing and what it represents is huge. And uh, quality-wise as well, I think we're, we're getting a really, really top player. Guy was unbelievable in uh, Serie A yeah. last season. So, yeah, really happy with this one. Yeah, and, and I've got to say, Jay, a lot of people agree with Say what you really in. think, Jay. <laughs> I'm all thinking the comments going to be Jason. Jason's going to borrow us a bit. This carries on. So just, just, I think as well, just, just on that. I know it's obviously transfer. Before Jason but, kicks us out. I know, but just on that as well. You know, it's 150 million quid. Uh, um, I can't remember. It was in the comments. Uh, Cockfall, somebody or other said about. Is anybody worried that the 150 million is going to go on a hotel and we're going to left, we'll be left with 100 grand spent on Zaha? Which. You're not Spurs, I suppose, if you don't think that, to, to be fair. But that 150 million quid that's going into the pot to, for the transfers, we've also roughly got about, um, Frank touched upon it earlier, we've done a bit of a work in the, in the WhatsApp group, didn't we, this week? A uh, bit of a deep dive on the Champions League money. When you look at the, the TV money, the group stage money, and the um, coefficient side of things in the Champions League, you're probably doing about 60 million pounds, not euros, 60 million pounds just in the Champions League before you even get out of the group stage. So you've got a 60 million, uh, you've got a 60 million budget there, plus the 150, plus whatever you can sell. Um, and I know Jay's saying interest in this, but you've got, you're looking at what? Reggie, you're looking at Bergie, you're looking at Dembele, Gio, Emerson, Winks, Clark. There, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff to go out. And regardless of if it's 10 million or 30 million for each player, there's, there's, you're looking at at least 60, 70, 80 million there as well. Paratici's got to be cooking. And... If he starts cooking, you, you're looking at a transfer war chest, as good friend of the show, Ali Gold said, uh, wrote, wrote yeah. a war chest. And there's probably about 200 or 250 million there. And that, yeah. That's serious. That's serious money. Uh, yeah. A lot of transfers. I was oh. just going to say, we haven't had the, the full impact of this stadium because all the events and concerts from last summer have been moved to this summer, like Guns N' Roses and Lady Gaga, NFL. So once that kicks in fully, we, we've had a few events. We had the AJ Usyk fight and there's, there's been a few events, rugby and so on. But once we feel the, the full capacity of that and what that generates, that it gives us such an advantage financially. And, and it, it, again, it hasn't even got going. Yeah, totally agree. Just constant time, guys. We're 41 minutes in. It's meant to be an award show. We haven't given out any awards yet. So um, just to just to kind of clarify and finish where we are in terms of the transfer market at the moment, we understand that Spurs are still pursuing the signing of Alessandro Bastoni from Inter Milan. That one, you know, again, lots of talk and conjecture over that one. That one will drag on. Um, we've obviously seen that Fraser Forster will be coming through the door probably later on next week. He's got a medical, I think he's already undergone, and that What's been- that coming over the hill? It's Fraser Forster. It's Fraser Forster. Yeah, I'm not sure when we get going. Wait, to, wait till we got the cup games coming. He chucks one in the back of the net, and me and Ant will be screwed. I'm looking forward to getting Ant on an FA Cup night when that happens. Um, we understand Spurs, according to Ali Gold, are still bigger admirers of centre back Josko Gavardio. Have I pronounced that right, Jay? Forgive me if I have. I've done that justice. 
We'll soon find out in the comments. Um, again, Philip Kostic, another one Spurs are being likened to being linked with. And again, Sergio Regulon looks like being the fullback Spurs are open to offers for. Galini, we expect him to go back to Atalanta, of course, with Fraser Forster coming in. And again, Jed Spence, who we've just seen with Forrest back in the Premier League. Listen, great to see Forrest back in the Premier League. Yeah, Absolutely massive side. Congrats massive side Nottingham Forest. Great to see them back in the Premier League. So Jed Spence, that one. Unlikely, maybe that Forest may let him go now. We'll have to see. But a player that is on Tottenham's radar list. But, but he's on that borough. He's on yeah, that borough, but he's a Forest borough player. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But um, we will go for our first break of the show for our listeners and audience. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey for a watch audience on youtube there's a thousand plus of you watching us live on a sunday evening where we're about to hand out some awards and it means jason mcgovern can rejoin the conversation now guys let's get the first award out of the way because it's not the nicest of ones it's the biggest disappointment of the season and no, our nomination not. our nominations are I mean, unfortunately, again, because of copyright reasons, we can't bring in the video clips, what we would show you. But um, we could do some impressions for Nuno and Espirito Santo. What you would have is a clip of him coming in now saying, we will make you proud. We then have uh, the signing of Brian Hill with Richard Cracknell telling us he needs to get some more Wagyu steaks. We've got failing to end the trophy drought of 14 years and the four Chelsea defeats, which I know Mr. Richard Cracknell and Ricky Noor would join me to review those four Chelsea defeats. I think Frankie was in for one of them as well. I think Costa was in for one of those as well. So, well, um... Boys, let's do a quick round the table. Let's go with Jason to start. Jace, out of those four, what's been the biggest disappointment of the season? Nuno. It has to be Nuno. It was an absolute disaster. No shots, boring football, ninth in the league, losing London derbies all over the place. I mean, you know, the list of crimes against Nuno is just huge. So don't even have to think about it. OK, we've got one vote for Nuno. Jay, and, you, and, and also in Dombele. Still not getting past 65 <laughs> minutes. He did once. He did once. I, he I did once. Really get a pass from it. He did break the door once. Jay, bigger supporter of the teams for you out of those four? Yeah, out of the four. I'm actually going to go for the four Chelsea defeats. I'm going to go for that over Nuno because I wasn't expecting anything from Nuno. I just didn't think he was the right fit. As soon as he was linked, I really thought it was going to be a bit of a disaster, unfortunately. So I didn't really have many expectations. Of course, after that fantastic Man City win and um, winning the first three matches, I was maybe expecting a bit more. But I, I think I wasn't ever really expecting Nuno to be much of a success. So for me, losing to Chelsea four times was hugely disappointing. I think some of the performances we put up against them were an utter disgrace at times. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for the four Chelsea defeats. Matty Hayes, there, friend of the show. Matty, obviously, uh, been on last one, I suppose, this season. We'll be back on with us next season. Says, and Dominic got past 65 minutes against Morecambe because he only took it an half hour to walk off, which, to be fair, was fair. It was a long walk. At, let's come over to you. Out of those four, Nuno, Brian Hill, the trophy drought, the four Chelsea defeats, and what's been the most disappointing aspect of the season? I think the Nuno one. I think I had no... I did the show with you, didn't I, when he got announced? Because I think everyone else was all of a sudden on Jason holiday. was around. Um, Jace was around because uh, you know he's a grafter. Um, so it was, and I think 
I just, I just, the, the acting of the, the best acting come out of myself because I don't want yeah, to be, dis- I don't want to be negative. But I thought this is, this and to be fair, this, this is before we went on to video. Now, I mean, the thing is, that was audio, so no one can actually, no one can actually see your face. So the thing is, at the time, <laughs> we didn't know how everyone actually looked and felt of that transfer because it's audio. So no. maybe that's a good thing we wasn't audio then for Nuno, the welcome of yeah. Nuno. Let's yeah, go over so- to. Yeah, you so go Nuno to, for me. You go for Nuno. All right, Frankie, for you, out of those four, Nuno, Brian Hill, the trophy drought, the Chelsea defeats, what tops the list, Frankie, for you? It's Nuno Espirito de Santo, the worst Tottenham manager I can remember in my lifetime. An absolute disaster. We got beat 3-0 by Crystal Palace. We got battered by Arsenal. We got beaten by West Ham. We got battered by Chelsea. That stupid song, Tottenham get battered everywhere they go, it stems from Nuno and his tenure. <laughs> uh, a disaster of an appointment. The, the stats were just embarrassing. Worse than anything Joe's ever served up. No shots on target, no chances created. Just absolutely dreadful. So you're getting a massive, from me, Nuno, the biggest disaster of the season. OK, Lee, uh, let, I think we've kind of, at the moment, it's it's kind of, yeah, I mean, where we are, Nuno you is the real... Yeah, you it looks like it's going to go Nuno. You can't really argue with that, can you? I think, you know, the graphic says it all for me. When we well, Jamie were... did, but yeah. 20th in running stats, 20th in passing stats, 20th in shots attempted, 20th for no shots on target. I mean, we were absolutely woeful. How we got manager in a month after them three one nil defeat uh, win, sorry, is just beyond belief. It was probably the the biggest poison chalice of the of the manager in a month because you know he was in charge of what 17 games. He was absolutely woeful. Uh, he won five, lost five, and he was he was it was it was a joke. What I would say though, probably that maybe tops that because if you're feeling sorry for Nuno, is the board and the appointment of Nuno <laughs> because that's right. summer. You could have, you could have the 72 day search for a manager was maybe the biggest disappointment yeah, as well. Exactly, yeah. mate. The 72 day saga of trying to get that manager in was an absolute. It was a farce. Yeah. It's embarrassing, and we are so far away from where w- 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 that point to where we are now. You know, it's only a year ago, but we're so far different from that, and, and that's brilliant in football. But my word, guys, girls, listeners, viewers, that was horrific. Should we, should we have a show, show of hands of who was feeling proud after that? Or <laughs> yeah. I was say, Jamie, what, what was worse, Christian Gross when he showed up with his train ticket, or Mister Make You Proud when Nuno said he'd make us all proud? I, I don't know which. Right. Okay. See, the thing is, with Gross, there was no, there was obviously it was terrible, but there was no, um, because we never touched Champions League, yeah, we did, we were a banter club. Like, I, I went to school and people were taking a mick out of me because we had a pony top. Do you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so there was no expect, there was no expectation, but this geezer came in after Champions League final, finishing fourth, finishing third, and then he came in, bless him, and went. I'm going to make you proud and score three goals in nine games and two shots. <laughs> I mean, I think someone said it. We had a worse shot ratio than Norwich. You'd obviously really yes, comprehensively finish bottom. Yeah, yeah. Worse exactly. shot ratio than Norwich, mate. So I mean, we were back. We were the bottom of everything, Rick, weren't we? That's yeah. I will never forget it. I looked at that. And I, just thought, I remember. Where are we going from here? I remember your show, Lee, and you were saying we're we're the bottom of the league and that we're the bottom of the league and that. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it, Ed. I mean, look, this is me. I can take everything. I couldn't take that. I mean, you are literally having a laugh, mate. <laughs> I, I must have an agent, obviously. The, the, the best thing, we've been bottom of all these stats, and Lee will be complaining, <laughs> and then you'd say, right, what's the prediction for the Everton game? We'll win 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't even going to have four shots in the wall. I know. 
Wait a minute, we're going to win four nil. Where does that come from? <laughs> you know what? It's just lucky we can laugh about it now because oh, we, man. trust me, we ended up in fourth. But if we hadn't, then it wouldn't have been a laughing matter, would it? Really? No, it wouldn't have yeah. been. Right. Yeah. I think I say for that award, then it will go to Nuno. Finally walks away with Spurs winning a trophy. He wins the last one on Spurs. Biggest, biggest disappointment of the season over to Nuno. Now, I think the next category, guys, we're going to find it a bit harder. So we've got moment of the season. Ooh. We've got five in here. So we've got Stephen Bergvine's late mini Ajax brace, which was an incredible moment. I think we all went absolutely insane that evening. Uh, it was amazing. Crackle, I had Crackners, and I had Ricky, Ricky Norwood me for that one. That was an amazing show. We, of course, had the North London derby win against Arsenal, which was pivotal because Spurs had to win that to stay in the top four battle. A loss would have been, well, we wouldn't have even thought about what that would have meant. And we had the Kane-Etihad brace, which again, you know, seismic result that one. Sanchez, the last gasp, Watford winner. Now, maybe on another occasion, that would have been a massive, massive part of the season. But because of the nature of some of the other results since then, um, you seem to forget about that one. And finally, Sonny scoring at Anfield. I know Richard Cracknell, one of our own, said, got to put that in there as well. So, boys, five options there. Let's go round the table. Jace, this is this is a lot harder, this one. What's the moment of the season for you out of those five? Easy, easy for me. Beating them. Beating them 3-0 in what felt like a cup final. Um, you know, if, if we'd have been playing Aston Villa and beaten 3-0 in the game that we had to win, it wouldn't seem like it. But for me, I've, you know, I've always said, we play 36 pre-season friendlies and two games that really matter. And that's one of them. And to, to beat them in the way that we beat them, the manner that we beat them, and to actually be able to coast that second half was uh, was huge. I mean, the Bergvine moment felt felt like that, that win at Swansea years ago when uh, we were 1-0 yeah. down on what, 88. Yeah. Came back to win it three one. It it was like that, and and you know it was that moment you jumped out of the seat. The um, the Manchester City one, just just the buzz of that night. But I think to, for me personally, to do them is always the is the the starting point of the season for me. So that that's that wins it for me. Okay, nice one, Jane. Let's go over to you, Jay. For you, out of those five, what takes top spot? Yeah, look, I'd, I'd like, definitely like to give an honorary mention to Lucas Moura being subbed off for Stephen Bergvine. I think right. that was certainly a, a very big good moment. moment. Um, but no, I, I'm actually going to go for the um, I'm going to go for the Stephen Bergvine moment at Leicester. I just think that was uh, honestly, if you look at, I think there was a screen grab that, that always goes around on Twitter quite a lot of you know the score being I think it was two one to Leicester with like in the 94th minute. And it's like how on earth we had the, the the mentality to come back from that. And always remember the big moment that sticks for me in that game is when we scored that equaliser and they're running to get the ball out the back of out the back of the net and go again. Like you look at when Arsenal did it against um, Crystal Palace, uh, they got the equaliser and they're all running over to the corner to celebrate the equaliser. So for me, the fact that they you know they they really believe they could win it even with the little time that was left. I think that just shows, you know, the, the mentality that, that Conte's kind of brought to this team. Um, so, for me, it's, it's uh, Steven Bergwijn's brace against Leicester. I must have say some honourable mentions in there. People have put the fact that, you know, the United defeat final at home was for them the best moment. I know Jason probably would have said this for him, for him as well. Best moment getting slung out of the Europa Conference League has also been uh, mentioned in the comments. <laughs> so, there's that one as well. Also, the Arsenal or Nothing documentary, which is coming very soon. And we're all going to enjoy that. Let's come on to you, Ant. No, out of those five, Ant, for you, what, what takes top spot? Uh, Newcastle beating Arsenal 2-0. Oh, um, that's a good... <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I think because of the because of the how it was and them suspend them postponing the game 
and thinking that they were clever about it and yep. taking the mick out of us that we were going to bottle it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think, I think the first North London derby in front of a crowd at the new stadium. I think we had to beat them. The pressure, you know, not the pressure, but the occasion was there, and I think we turned up and absolutely demolished them. And I think if if they would have beaten us, then we would never really end of it. So it's the uh, first North London derby at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for me is is the uh, is the moment for me. But Burbank is a close, close second. Close second. It's getting yeah. really close. Yeah. And also, also the, 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 the popular Conte also has the moment of the season. Uh, we're going to keep everyone in suspense from Lee for a second and go to Frankie. Frankie, for you, what's been the moment of the season, in your opinion? Honourable mention to the City game, because that gave us belief that we could mix it with the big boys, the, the best team probably in the world. I know Real Madrid have won the Champions League, but City on a consistent level have been fantastic this season. So that deserves a special mention. But I'll go to, again, beating <clears> Arsenal. First full capacity uh, attendance at the new stadium. The best atmosphere I've ever witnessed over Spurs. I mean, we had some great nights yeah. at Wembley, uh, Real Madrid, when we beat Real Madrid. The, the state stadium was fantastic. But that, for me, was incredible. And also, we all had a great day, boys. It was my birthday. We met in the pub yeah. early. We, it yeah. was fantastic. I was with my boys, you know. Um, it was just a great day and capped off with a fantastic result. And Arsenal did yeah. recover from that. And subsequently, we got top four. And we are where we are. So I have to go with beating the Arsenal, as they call themselves, for some weird reason. Um, 3-0 at home. Biggest league win over Arsenal since the 80s, I believe. Mm. Um, and then everyone singing Arsenal get battered everywhere they go. And yeah. again, just in quick, very quick reference to that song that Chelsea fans and Arsenal fans were singing, for us to then end up with a better league away record than both of them is embarrassing. <laughs> Imagine singing that song all season and then ending up where they ended in the way I'd be ashamed and embarrassed. So definitely be free now. Oh man, Lee, is it? A f- I mean, it's pretty much seems everybody's kind of gone towards that Arsenal result. Do you agree, Lee? I do. And I like Team Mission. He says that me, me and the Uber was pretty special, and I, I agree. Yeah, it was with a- the Uber yeah, twice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, look. I mean, jokes aside, I, I have to mention Kane because I think. I think we're all massive fans of Kane, all of us. But I know that me and Frankie throughout the season have, have called him, but we never ever doubted him ever. We never doubt this guy, and and his performance against Man City was absolutely outrageous. I watched it again the other day, and it was disgusting. It was Mix. literally disgusting. It was so. It was a literally a perfect performance from Kane. And don't forget, he scored that trick, but obviously one of the, one of the goals got ruled off for offside. But it was a it was a unbelievable team goal. If you've forgotten it, viewers and listeners, go back and watch it again because it was literally amazing. So I have to give a more than an honourable mention for that. I, th- I thought he was amazing after what happened against the whole City thing and everything for him to do what he did was amazing. But of course, mate, we absolutely ruined him. It was the best atmosphere for everyone spot on. I, I, it was just unbelievable atmosphere. And we ruined them. And we, we could have had six or seven against them that night. And, you know, a lot of people were calling, including myself, like, put your... Uh, James, you're like this in terms of a cricket reference. You know, Australia back in the 90s, 2000s would have had a, their foot on our necks against England and they would have just ruined us. And they would have, and, and I, was, I was calling for that against Arsenal. But in the end, 3-0, we were in their heads. And for me, that was the biggest thing. We were in their heads and they couldn't get over that. They lost against Newcastle because Newcastle were good, but we were better. 
the week before. And that's what made us get the top four. And I love that. Also, yeah. quick quick mention as well, because there were some, some people saying it in the comments. January transfer window. I know we're talking about transfers again. We learned from our mistakes. 518 days is one of our own. Chris Cannon will always say um, uh, in terms of we didn't spend any money. But that transfer window in January, we're the only club to spend money um, that were cha challenging for the top four. And it paid off because uh, Kulisevsky and Benton Kerr have been absolutely different class. So uh, that's a good moment to mention. But yeah, Magoni's mate, thank you much better than that. I, yeah, think, no. I think just just one thing to say on that City defeat, in the way that we turned that Leicester game round, you know, we all remember the fact that Kane gets the, the winner in, what was it, 94th minute. But the fact that we conceded a penalty in the 89th. So yeah, our true. emotions in that Mary. game have gone. And yeah. We're sitting there thinking we're 2-1 up to City, we're going to win this game. And then that, that VAR decision, which was correct, and it's a penalty. You know, yeah. we've seen how often. Then and we're probably sitting here thinking, oh, and we're starting to worry now that City will then go on in the five or six added minutes and win that game. So the fact that it was us that bounced back from that huge disappointment on a night like that to then yeah. go again and win it, I think that tells you a lot about the mentality that he's starting to change. That's for sure. Yeah, lo love that, James. But also as well, the Leicester Jamie gave a shout about as well is that you know, that mentality to go and get that ball back. But ultimately, we were outstanding that game. That was that was the be up until yeah. that. Up until that point, that was the best we'd played under Conte. Yeah. I think we had, yeah. I think we had twenty-seven attempts on goal and ten shots on target um, against uh, against Leicester, and we were two-one down in the ninety-second minute. I mean, we totally deserved to win that game, and uh, thankfully we did because Burnley came on and done what he did. But we thoroughly deserved to win that game. Yeah. So it looks like boys unanimously then we're going for the Northland Derby Arsenal win as our moment of the season. So we've got. Two awards down, we've got three to go. So we will go for our next break of the show for our listeners and audio. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people. Enabling organisations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. For our watching audience here on YouTube, there's nearly over a thousand plus of you watching us live. Thank you as always for your incredible support. It's from the likes of Jamie, Jamie, Frankie, Lee, and I've been guiding you through the season and last one on Spurs through a whole host of contributors as well. Wonderful audience of viewers and listeners. Thank you so much for your incredible support. As Lee's referencing, if you like what you're seeing, go and hit the like button. McQueen will be telling you, hit the like button for Bastoni. Hit the like button for, maybe not for Fraser Forster. <laughs> we'll get Lee to give us a rendition of that again. What's coming over the hill? It's Fraser Forster. It's Fraser Forster. Costa, can you see him getting on that one next season? Can you see him singing that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure Lee's with me. <laughs> Right, okay, right, okay. Right, next one, boys, goal of the season. Goal of the season. Now, we've got, um, again, we've got five options here, and I'm pretty conscious that, again, there'll be probably people, again, will probably shout out all different options, but um, these are the five we've gone with. Now, these are based on the technical ability and one of them based on the teamwork. So I would appreciate, again, that for some goal of the season, these won't cover everybody's um, opinions and probably their views. So we've gone with Lucas Mora's finish up at, against Norwich City at home. We've got Hummin Son against Leicester City. Um, yet again, at the Tottenham Stadium. 
We've got Decky's goal against Aston Villa, a team goal, which was, again, that one was away from home at Villa Park. We then got Sonny versus Norwich on the final day, Decky on the final day against Norwich. So five to choose from there. Um, again, conscious that we've also, yeah, a lot of people saying, again, Kane's winner against City. Maybe that should be there for goal of the season. Boys, let's go through them. Let's go to let's go to Frankie to start with. Frankie, for you, what's been your goal of the season? I would have to say um, it's got to be Sonny because Sonny's Sonny's technique on 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 both of those goals was unbelievable. Mm. I mean, he's the for me. I have not seen a player who can finish at that quality with both feet in world football. I'm not exaggerating this because you know I'm not just saying it. Um, name me a player who can bend the ball in the top corner with both feet. And that left-footed one against Leicester was unbelievable. It's his wrong foot. He's cutting him from outside the box. So, so taking away the importance of the goal, if you're telling me what was the most stunning and beautiful goal you've seen this season, it has to be that, the left-footed finish. It's interesting. I, I, courtesy of Anne, I was right behind that strike. It was an absolutely well, I, I, I know it wasn't, it wasn't a goal to, to get his heel there. Or it, no. It wasn't yeah. the most important goal. But if we're taking the context you yeah. know, of yeah. what the goal done for us, <laughs> we're looking yeah. at the goal individually and isolated it has to yeah. be that goal because the technique was stunning mm, it was it wasn't well, isn't that the goal that he scored for his hat trick uh, yeah. uh, the Leicester one yeah. Leicester one yeah. yeah I believe so yeah, yeah it was when it was not only was it outrageous yeah. as Frankie just said but it was also for a hat trick mm. yeah it was incredible okay boys let's go Lee Lee are you agreeing with that goal for you I mean there's some no. big ones in there to be fair <laughs> no I, I am genuinely no I thought it was outstanding I thought it was an amazing goal I really like the team goal though versus Villa. I mm. thought it was brilliant. When you when you watch that Villa goal back, we got the ball from from the goalkeeper. It comes out to a Royale, who's Emerson, who's had a bit of stick this year, and he plays a bit of a one-two. Um, I think Decky gets on his bike down that down the right hand side as well, and the ball comes in, and Kane flicks his. I think Kane flicks his header on. Uh, I think I think it's that goal. It was a brilliant, brilliant team goal. So I really, really like that, but. It's hard to argue with that, what Frankie said. The, the Sonny, <laughs> I mean, Frankie, you just said, like, n- name me a player that can do left foot, right foot. Well, I'm hoping Ivan can do that. We just signed him. So maybe he can come in and do that left foot, right foot thing. But it was an outstanding finish. I mean, so, some of the some some of the goals that we scored, again, Kane's header, that, that Man City header yeah. was an outstanding goal. I mean, it came volley for the second Man City, for his first goal. Kane- Kane volley against Everton, Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been some sick goals, mate. To be fair, but I, I'm, I'm with Frankie. I'll go. I'll go with a Sonny goal. And let's come over to you. Yeah. And again, a reminder: here, make sure you do pre-order Ant's new album coming out. Please make sure you do. And cheers, boys. What's for you? Goal, goal uh, of the season. Sonny versus Leicester. I, I, I said it on Sky Sports News. Um, yeah. yeah, it's got to be because I was behind the goal, and it just, it just, it came out of nowhere. It was one mm. of them. Yeah. Is he gonna is he gonna wow, he's done it. And it was just it's just yeah, as Lee's doing. Just just top bins, mate. Unbelievable. And this is the wrong foot. This is wrong yeah. foot. Yeah, that's what I mean. I know, I know. And Casper Schwarko had no chance. Literally no chance. And he's, always, he's normally a good keeper. I will say also Jay's comment on the screen there. The, the Kane volley against uh, Leeds at Ellen Road, yeah. that also was a yeah. brilliant goal. You know, again, yeah. we've been blessed this since I've scored some really special goals, but on another season, that would also be right up there. That was a wonderful finish from Harry Kane. Uh, Jay, let's come over to you. Out of those options, Jay, and again, there's loads of other different ones coming in here. Sonny against Leicester was majestic. Again, that one came to finish at Leeds has been given a reference. Jay, what for you has been the goal of the season for Tottenham? 
Yeah, I just I was just looking back. I'm, I think the the Kulisevsky one against uh, Aston Villa. I think that was actually the team goal. I think it was scored by Sonny because yeah, or well, certainly the one that I've watched back. And I mean, I remember watching it. Sonny, it was, yeah. Watching the, the one down the right hand side from Emerson. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was it was Sonny that finished off. But like the passing and the movement of that goal is just like unbelievable. And and I really love team goals like that. And and for me, I think that's as good as scoring a long-range effort or anything. So watching us play that sort of football was just unbelievable. And I just remember having saving that clip on my phone and watching it over and over again of how good it was. Um, and I think that Villa game was, was really a game where we really started to believe yeah. we are on the top side. And um, I think that goal really kind of showed what a good side we are. So, again, I'm going to go a bit different from everyone else. So I'm going to go first, Sonny versus uh, Aston Villa. Okay, Leslie there says the Kane Coca-Cola volley has to also get a mention. It's a brilliant volley from Harry Kane. Is that cola exposed everywhere? Jace has come to you. Before I do, actually, no Spurs goal in the match today. Goal of the season there from Becky, she says. And again, when you consider how many options we've got here, it's quite incredible that. Jace, what takes your goal of the season? I think actually of, of the options you gave me, I actually think Lucas Moore is against Norwich. The, the way that he uh, took the ball back to goal, flicked it round the corner, played the one-two, brought that bit of injection into pace and then smashed it in the top corner. And I actually thought of the the, the options you gave me, I'd, I'd have gone for Lucas Morris. That's interesting. So I think based on that... Fantastic goal. Fantastic, because it's Norwich. You know, people look down on it because it's Norwich. But I think, you know, just that... And Lucas, you know, we just wish Lucas would do that a lot more often because... There's no doubt he does bring an injection of pace into the game sometimes. And it's just, you know, can you please do that when, you know, we saw that at Man United all those years ago, didn't he? When he, in, you know, in almost his first season for us. I just wish he could do that more consistently and against the, the better sides more often. But, uh, I, you know, but I think Becky also mentioned the one. I loved the, the Kane look with the flick over his head to Sonny's goal at Villa. The way he looked over that one shoulder and then just turned it the other side, that, yeah. you know, moment of real bit of skill like that was was fantastic. But you know, you, also, you did, didn't even mention Sonny's on the opening day against Man City. Yeah, it's that's another saying, great shot. Yeah, was... But Sonny's one of those players, isn't he? You could have a goal of the season contest yeah, yeah. every I, season. I said just that a lot. Goals I put that last goals. week, and I referenced you, Jay San. I said you've said that so many times with Sonny. He could have his own Absolutely. goal of the season compilation. He will honestly. All on his own. Yeah, that I think, header. That I mean, I was so impressed with him. Yeah, he, he was on such an amazing. Like he was unplayable. Yeah. That was the, the that was the game. game. Yeah, and yeah. That, imagine playing next season when he's actually not going to be missing for the first three or four months because he's oh. thirty I mean, goals. We he's the best player. The best player. Oh, and yeah, I can't yeah. wait to be around running in August. And also, Frankie, and that support you have, Frankie, or the support Kane's going to have, hopefully, from Perisic, you know, providing quality balls in the box and whoever else we're going to sign. You feel it's all set up for Kane to explode as well, Lee, isn't it? Really, next Kane, season again. Kane scored, Kane scored one goal on November, uh, by November the 3rd. He scored yeah. one Premier League goal. And I remember yeah. Jason and I came on one of the shows, don't know which one it was, and we both said, and we hadn't, we hadn't um, uh, had a conversation via WhatsApp, whatever, but we both said, can you get 15 Premier League goals? Don't worry about it. Don't you worry about that. I yeah. need to get 17. And to, yeah. and to be fair, if it wasn't all about Sonny and Norwich, I reckon he could have got that trick that day. Uh, but it was about Sonny. So, you know, the, the guy's class. Frank, Frankie's worked out, you know, how he's going to beat the, the, the key records over the next few seasons or so. I reckon he goes and gets 30 goals next season. 
but you know, like, like Frank just said, like if he's on fire, like mm. like he was in 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 the since Conte's come here, Kane's levels just gone different. I mean, they've mm. had to change their search and Son, Sonny. I mean, Frank said earlier, like he's lost half a stone or whatever. Both of them had to change their shirts because they've had to go down a size. They, they are ripped to pieces. They are, they are absolutely fit. And they are at their prime. And, you know, they're the best duo, in my opinion, they're the best duo in the Premier League. And most, most, if not all fans know it. They can't handle it, but they know it. And yeah. I'll tell you now, you go and add the, the Perisic, you go and add the Bastonis, you go and add a couple of other signs that we've got. Get Ericsson back on a foot. Get Bale back. Don't even worry about that. 32, he's younger than Perisic. Get Bale back here. Come on. I'll tell let's you. Not, let's not forget as well for a whole season with those two. Yeah. Kane up in his levels. Kubasevsky, the, the best January starting. I've got to say, I've got to say, you've, you've got to go and watch, or, or or maybe after the show, but you've got to go and watch Kudosevsky's latest Instagram post. Absolutely brilliant. He's, um, I think there was a tweet, I think we always reference it in our group, of uh, this Italian journalist saying, oh, thank you so much Spurs for giving us this £40 million to go and sign Vlahovic. And uh, Kulu's just kind of put it on his Instagram and made it into a bit of a montage. Very funny. Brilliant from him. That's uh, a chill out. Superb. Oh, I think, boys, based on the votes, it looks like the goal of the season is going to Hummin Sonvi's less. That's probably what I would have gone with. But again, notable shouts out to Mora's finish, uh, Son's finish versus Villa, Kulu's as well. I mean, there's so many that we could have had in there, guys. I appreciate it again. It's definitely going to, yeah, split opinion. But last one, I suppose, is goal of the season does go to Hummin Son versus Leicester City. And this next one is also a really nice award to kind of touch upon some of the players that... um. I think throughout the time of last one on Spurs, Anne, Lee, myself, Frankie, Jamie, Jace, we've all had different opinions on these guys all the time. So the next award is for the most improved player of the season. And there's four options. We've got Eric Dyer, Ben Davis, Ryan Sessignon and Matt Doherty. Now, I think it's only fair before we decide on those players that we just delve a little bit deeper into all of them. Because, um, yeah, listen, they've had transformative seasons, you know, however you think. They've started and how it's finished. And let's start with you. I think, Ant, when we've spoken, I've been really um, apprehensive about Eric Dyer. I shared my reservations to Lee yeah. at the beginning of the season. Likewise. I've got to be honest with you. I wasn't too sure um, if he could. And again, I must also add that most improved player, yeah, Ben Davis also. Ben Davis yeah. as well. I must give a mention as well. So there's Dyer. five there, really. Um, Dyer. Are you surprised, Dyer. Ant, by how much Dyer's improved? Unbelievable. Mm. He's just gone from zero to hero within a season um and there's a reason why all these different managers whether you like these managers or not they always play dire and i for one was like he's got a mistake in him like every defender has but i tell you something mate i can't think of a time where he's 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 caused a mistake for for them to for opposition maybe brighton you might say but over 38 games in the premier league he's been unbelievable and he's been so consistent and I, I, I take my hat off to him. The hard work's paid off and uh, I think he's only going to get better. Now he's going to have, hopefully, better defenders next to him with Romero as well. So, mm. yeah, die for me. Davis is a very close second. I don't know why Cesar Doherty's in there, but that's another story. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Jay, let's come over to you because, Jay, you pulled a face there for you. Can you can you understand why those guys will be in there, Jay? And who, for you, would you say has been your most improved player this yeah. season? No, I, I, well, I can definitely understand um, Doherty being in there. I think his kind of the, the thing with Doherty, I think he was he was he, he's very much a right wing back. I think that that's where his main position is. I think under Jose, he was used in a completely 
a, a role that he was not used to. He was playing in a defensive right-back system, and, and, and that's not really him. And I think he lost a lot of confidence from that. Um, of course, he was in and out of the team. So I think to come back from that, you know, being at such a low point in his career, and I think a lot of Spurs fans have well and truly written him off. And then to go and put in some of those performances that he did, he really stepped up. And he's one of many players, actually, that stepped up at big moments this season. I mean, Emerson Royale, I think I gave out a shout to the last show, a guy who I think a lot of people have, have had a lot of criticism of uh, recent or this season. But I think in the last couple of games, another player that really stepped up, and you can mention lots of them, but um, I'm, I'm going to go with that on this one again. I'm going to go for Eric Dyer for sure. Um, I, I mentioned it on the last show with Alistair Gold. I think a game that really showed how important he is, to, it was certainly two games that showed how important he is to this team, was the defeats against uh, Southampton and Wolves. You know, a very difficult time at Spurs when we lost those two games back to back. Performances were shocking, and the player we were missing in that game was Eric Dyer. And for yeah. me, we were all over the place defensively, yeah. and it was because we didn't have that leader in the back line. And um, I know a lot of people were very worried when we lost Romero to injury for the the, uh, the Arsenal game, but I was saying to people, for me, I think as long as we've got Eric Dyer in there, I think he's the guy that will, will really lead this defence. I don't think he's as good as Romero. I don't think he's he's you know he's kind of ability wise. I don't think he's quite up there in terms of best centre backs in the league. But what he does bring is is kind of a leadership in that back line and organisation. And that's why I you know I'm really backing him to 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 keep his spot in the team next year. And, you know, obviously we've got these ambitions of doing something really big this next season. But for me, I think he can be a key part of that. I think his organisational skills in that back line is is, is going to be crucial. And um, I said we certainly saw that, how how important they were against in those defeats against Wolves and, and Southampton without him. So, uh, yeah, Eric died without doubt for me. OK, so there's two in the die camp. Frankie, let's come over to you. Frankie, for you, player, uh, most improved player of the season? Has to be Eric Dyer because um, not only under Conte has his level gone up, but he was actually pretty decent under Nuno, if you remember. He was one of the only players that came Hot out top. of that sort of yeah. credibility. Um, I yeah. think playing in the back really suits him, being the anchor. Um, there, there will st there's still pockets of Spurs fans on social media that still criticise Eric Dyer, and I don't understand it because he's had a stellar season. He, he will give the ball away. His job in that deep line role of the three is to play out. So he has to make risky passes. He has to try and play between the lines. That's what his job is. And yeah. Conte done something similar with David Luiz at Chelsea in that role and, and took him up a level. And he's done it to Dyer. And I think, do not underestimate, we're quite a small back three without him. Ben Davis and Romero are not the strongest in the air. They're both, I think, below six foot, um, which is why the Bastoni signing makes so much sense. But he, in the air, has been so reliable. He doesn't miss a header. Um, it's been the odd mistake, as I said, that, that has come from playing out, which he's encouraged to do. But... Um, Romero came out recently and said um, Eric Dyer's really helped me settle into the club and, and into the area and all the rest of it. So he, he is becoming the, that, that leader um, that we need to the younger players. And I just think he deserves so much credit because he was written off by most of the, the fan base, including myself, um, criticised from, from many, and he's just gone up levels. And I, we all did. Yeah. We all did. He's turned it around, and I'm just stunned that he's not been called up for the England squad when you've got Conor Cody in there who plays yeah. in a back three, plays a similar role, not on his level. No way, I'm not having that. And, you know, granted, I don't watch Wolves every week, but I watch a lot of football. I watch most games. And Eric Dyer is a level above Conor Cody. And I'm gutted for him, but obviously it means that he'll get the, the rest that we want him to get this summer. Um, and he'll be back fresh for pre-season. And I'm looking forward to where Eric Dyer could do next year. We have yeah. all season under Conte with better teammates. And I think he will go up another level. So... Um, special mention to Ben Davis, of course. He's one that I'd written off even more so than Eric Dyer. I mean, 
I said some terrible things about them babies, but um, <laughs> he's superb. But for me, Dyer, Dyer edges it. Well played, Eric Dyer. And, and yeah. long continue. It looks like it's unanimous at the moment. Jace, it's coming over to you. I mean, just to, just to mention on Davies, because um, I mean, I guess, and I'd be one of Davies' biggest, biggest critics. I've always said six out of ten, Ben. But um, he has been a revelation under Conte. You have to say that, you know, the way he's... I think he started all but one Premier League match under him and one cup match. And he has looked so assured, uh, so solid in that role. And whether he becomes a squad player next season, I think the one thing we do know with Ben now is we can rely on him. And I think that's always what's been questioned over the last five to six years. So, Jace, for you... Who is your most improved player this season? Well, I think it is between Dyer and Davis because the other two's improvement came much later into the season. And of Sessignon's really is, you know, until March, we, we hadn't really seen Sessignon. So I don't think you can do it over a six or eight week thing when Ben Davis and Eric Dyer have done it over pretty much 30, 30 odd games. I think it's really tight between the two. If you'd have said, which one has the higher ceiling at the start of the season, you'd have probably thought Eric Dyer probably has a slightly higher ceiling than Ben Davis. Uh, and the fact that they've they've come up together, you, you could inch towards Ben Davis. But I think Eric Dyer playing in the middle of the three has brought a bit of leadership. I think, you know, the, you looked at the catastrophe of those couple of Chelsea games, those semi-finals where we didn't have Eric Dyer and the... Uh, the shambles that, that was at Stanford Bridge that night where we scored two own goals and things like that. So I would, you know, the, could I put my, could you honestly say I won't make a mistake again? No, you can't. But then, you know, everyone will make a mistake during the course of a season. But it's, I would go Eric Dyer, but it would be 51-49 between those two. It's, it's so, so tight. And I, I think Ben Davis deserves a, a lot of credit because I think, as yeah. Frank said, probably more people have written him off than, than almost anyone at the football club going into this season. So for him to become such a key, important member of the side, and I think that that block against Salah at Anfield, you know, was was absolutely outrageous block. And um, that went a long way to getting that result. I know we all, I mean, even now people talk about the Romero diving header, but for me, that, that block of Davis's on Salah was, was huge that night. So, like I say, 51-49 Eric Dyer over Ben Davis, but... Ben Davis is really close to it, that's for sure. Mm. Zoe's asking, can we give it to them both? Zoe might have to be brutal and say it's got to go around yeah. one of them. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it's so close, Let's, so Lee. Oh, three. Let's oh. give it to them both. You reckon give it to both? Lee, would you agree? Yeah. Would you give it would you give right it to both? Yeah. What do you reckon, Lee? Well, would you give it to both? I'll be honest with you, Rick. I can't really say Dyer's most improved because I, I backed him from the from the yeah, beginning did. of the season, Rick. Didn't you I, did, Rick? You did, you did, you did, mate. Look, you did. Look, look, jokes aside, like, I'm going to read out some statistics from the blue book. Got it here. Like, don't, don't even worry about it. Travels to Spain. Um, <laughs> 16 clean sheets, 32 blocks, 27 uh, interceptions, 141 clearances, That's 91 bad. heading clearances, 70 aerial battles won. And the only person that has got better stats across some of them areas in terms of goals conceded and clean sheets um, and tackles. I think he's won 15 tackles. Virgil van Dijk's won 16. The only player, centre-back, that has got better stats than some of them is Virgil van Dijk, who, who is the, the best in the world, right? He's the best guy ever in, in, yeah. in the Premier League. So you can't really argue with Eric Dyer. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. I have to mention, as, as everyone said, Ben Davies, because, look, if you told me to go and put Ben Davies on the back of my shirt, I'd go and put Ben Davies on the back of my shirt. Do you get me? Because he's been absolutely brilliant. And, and fair play to Ben, he'll probably drop out of the squad next year, uh, 
Uh, out of first as in the first eleven, yeah. He signed for Um, mm-hmm. but he will still play an absolute key part in getting us to to win the Premier League uh, next year or whatever we're going to go and do because he's been brilliant. But Eric Dyer, I tell you, I tell you something about Eric Dyer. He loves me, and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> as the song goes, uh, we love. Eric Dyer, Eric Dyer. Best moment, honestly, I love it in the stadium where one just one person singing it. I think it's so it's just very funny. It's just it's, it's, it's and, uh, for me. It's got to go to him, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to. Uh, should we? To go with ben and, and I know a lot of people. Should we join it, boys? I mean, Frankie says, should we join it there? Give it to Dyer and Davis. It's it, like Jason said there, fifty-one forty-nine, fifty-one forty-nine. Okay, so we'll, we'll do that. Go on, Frank. Probably two of the most written off players at club and they've bounced back so strongly. So I, I think we give it to them both. Come on, lads. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, listen, we'll share that one out. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions but also how to benchmark train and retain them phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey but we we must get a verdict boys on the final award of the night and that is the player of the season now we've got four options again probably won't please everyone that we've only got four so of the four We've got Hugo Lloris that kept, I think, the most clean sheets that he's ever done at Spurs. I think it was, was it 15, 16, boys? You might have to help me out. It's 16, 16 clean sheets. only behind Alisson and Edison and above Mindy. Fantastic. Yeah, so, 16. Yeah, for that reason alone, we have yeah, to have Hugo Lloris. So two, two yeah. higher than Mindy. Yeah, I mean? incredible. Yep, so Lloris has to be in there. Of course, Hummin Sanu comes off the back of winning the Golden Boot and just quite frankly, being Mr. Tottenham when obviously we had the situation with Kane he stood up and just, again, in terms of delivering, I think Sonny did that across the season. Harry Kane also has to get an honourable mention, bearing in mind the fact that we got to November, December, what, one or two Premier League goals by then and the way he impacted our season, impossible to leave out Harry Kane. And then finally, as you boys have touched upon here, Eric Dyer. you know, he's got, I think, again, he's got to be in there for the player of the season. So, boys, final award of the night, four to pick from. Let's go for it. Let's go, start with you, Jace, on this one. For you, the player of the season, Jace. I think you have to go, Sonny, mate. It's, you know, the, the quality of goals, the the level of performances, the way he, he kind of carried the team in the early part of the, the season. As, as a threat all season, there were people at one stage saying he should be left out. He looks flat. He'd still turn up, score goals, still create assists, still his, his whole manner. And uh, I, I loved his post the other day, as soon as he was back in Korea, where he said, you know, miss... Miss you, boys. Spurs official and that. So yeah, I, I don't think you know. It's it's amazing that Kane has never actually won the the supporters' player of the season. I, I find that outrageous. But um, but this year, I think you'd have to give it to Sonny. So uh, yeah, Sonny for sure. Yeah, just on Son, I mean, like I said, they're 23 goals, nine assists to make it 32 goal involvements in 35 Premier League matches. I mean, the stats of Son are quite incredible. Like we said, that those 27 goal involvements during the 24 league games he was available in, just amazing. 19 goals, eight assists. Really hard to look upon Sonny. Uh, let's go to Jamie. Jamie, for you out of those four, Sonny, Kane, Dyer, Larice, who gets your last one of Spurs player of the season? 
Yeah, no, 100% human son. I mean, an amazing season, as Jason just said there. I think all the awards that he won. But, you know, I think it's it's just criminal how underrated he is by by kind of other supporters. Who I mean, at the end of the day, no one cares what they think. I just really, really hope that he's got, obviously he's got the individual award to show for it now. And, that, and that's fantastic. I think we're all absolutely delighted for him that he's at least got that individual award to show for it. But I really will hope that he can have that, that uh, team trophy to show for it next season. I think he absolutely deserves it. I think his commitment to Spurs is unbelievable. Um, and yeah, easy, easy shipments on this season. Okay, let's go around. And, and right, I mean, like we said about Kane, uh, again, I've got these stats here with Kane. It was one goal in his first 13 Premier League games to then 16 in his last 24, along with nine assists. So, I mean, again, when you think about Kane, 27 goals, 10 assists, was a team's top scorer again this season in all competitions. Um, Man City, North London derby, big goals for Harry yeah. Kane. And yeah. who for you is your player of the season? Sonny. Okay. I think, yeah. I think you, you, when Kane weren't delivering, as we as you, as you just rightly said there, yep. Sonny stepped up. You know, who, who steps up when Kane has an injury? I'm not saying anything bad, but Sonny always steps up. And mm. and I think yep. he, he deserves all the plaudits. I think Kane's been fantastic from November to now. But, uh, yeah, Sonny for me, mate. Okay, Frankie, for you, is it a well, conclusion? Well, it is, but Rick, I'm going to have to go back on conversations that we had on this pod and I hold my hands up. At one point, I was saying that he wasn't world-class. His form was too patchy and sporadic. We had that debate. He did dip. He had that form. Um, he's evolved as a player. His approach play isn't as great as, as it used to be when he gets the ball from deep. It's not. But he's turned into a killer instinct finisher and with both feet. He's so unpredictable. You don't know where he's going to go. He can bend it top corner either, either side. So... The levels he's reached this season, the, the, the consistency beyond that, that very small patch, may I add, but he has elevated himself, in my opinion, into that world-class stratosphere. So I'm going to go with, with Sonny, but Harry Kane is still our best player at Tottenham. Don't, mm. don't, that is a fact as well. He's a better player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The course of the yeah. season, Sonny has been, for me, yeah. as Tom's already said, the superlatives he gets, he deserves now in the plaudits because yeah. he's that, that player. But I will give an honourable mention to Dejan Kulisevsky. Yeah. I came in and played his first game on February the 1st. He made mm. eight Premier League assists and five Premier League goals in 13 Premier League starts. That is outrageous. Those statistics, it's not just the numbers that he put up, but he, he's so much more intelligent and comfortable and he protects the ball far more so than Lucas. And um, that enables the, the other players. You can see that Son loves playing with him and Kane loves playing with him. So yeah, he was only here for, for what, four months or whatever it was, but he deserves an honourable mention. And, and we were going to say player of half the season yeah. um, with Kane yeah, and Kolo. Kolo, obviously he is yeah. right I, 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 I think, think that's exactly I think as well Rick I mean you know we also talked about Romero in the in the group didn't we but the, the yeah. reason why Romero's not on the list is because we didn't really yeah. see the right Romero until after Christmas and the season starts in August yeah and again so, we have made 17 games Romero missed yeah 17 games Romero missed I mean again if you're as, as Frankie said I think if you're basing it on half the season or so Romero again has to be within that thinking he has to be because he's been absolutely superb Lee let's come to you mate let's go for let's find out from you who your player of the season is well, somebody said earlier in the comments, uh, listeners, viewers and listeners, obviously, um, but uh, someone said in the comments, got to be a clean sweep. I think it was Jay, and it is a clean sweep because it is Sonny for me. I think yeah. he's been... He, he, he was the guy when the turmoil that was happening 
in the summer. It was absolutely embarrassing. The turmoil, 72 days without a manager, seventh, eighth choice manager, Kane wanted to go Man City, Gary Neville playing golf. This, this was an absolute disgrace for our, for our great football club. And Sonny's like, I'll pen a new four-year deal. I'll, I'll stick one in. Here, here you go. Here's my signature. Happy days. And then the season he's just had, absolutely outstanding. Like, absolutely love the bloke. And he, he is top, he Mr. Tottenham. Like Liverpool, Bayern, whoever else, they can all come in from. He ain't going nowhere. I'm telling you, he is Mr. Tottenham. Don't even worry about it. Don't even lose sleep over it, Tottenham fans. He is not going anywhere. And he, and he fully deserves it. But again, honourable mentions as well. I mean, I think I think Romero's diving header, defensive diving header against Liverpool is one of my mm. standout moments. It was and it's a, there's been also ben, some Ben Davis blocks in there, we have to say. There's yeah, been some good ben old Davis Ben Davis blocks. blocks. Yeah, but Kulusevski has been absolutely outstanding. I mean, I, I did I did a lot of research, you know, in the Blue Book. Still got it here. Come on, you Spaniard. Right, so the blue book's here, and I've done I, a lot. Of I thought it was a file of facts you still had. <laughs> no, no, it is the blue book, and it, 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 in the blue book, there's loads of stats that come out of it around the uh, Conte Chelsea because it's it's a, it's a good comparison to make. Pedro on that on that right hand side scored nine goals and nine assists in the league in the uh, title terms that they won 16 17 against us, right? Uh, when I got 93 points, I think I want to say, so, uh, when Chelsea won the league. Kuliseski, as Frankie just said, like five goals and eight assists, and he's only been in 10 seconds. I mean, it's just literally unbelievable. He's 22, yeah. nine months old and Phil Foden. None of which, by the way, listeners and viewers, all of you can go for it right now, right? No one picks Son as their player of the season. Like PFA player of the season, right as right, right. He's not even in the mixer. No one talks about Kuliseski as their young player of the year. No one talks about Kane making differences. <clears throat> Everyone else. Right, though. Uh, you know, Phil Foden, Mo Salah, you know, whoever else, clock manager of the year, all this stuff. I, I'm not sure anyone else could have taken Tottenham from ninth, seven points behind Arsenal with a game in hand, by the way, Arsenal fans. Anyone in there tonight? No? Seven points behind Arsenal and a game in hand and then turn them over and beat them by two points to get the top four. I don't think anyone else could have done that other than Antonio Conte. So my honourable... Um, Vote if you like, obviously, Sonny player, but but without Antonio Conte, none of this conversation would be happening. Agree, I, I think it's it's right. Listen, we give Son rightly so the last one on Spurs uh, player of the season, but it's only right to close the show just to have a few words on you boys from Antonio and the difference he has made. Because I think we all be honest and say, without Antonio coming in when he did, uh, none of this would have been possible. We would not have seen the club in the Champions League. I'm not sure what Everly will might have been the way we were heading. I'll be honest, it was chaotic, crazy. It was really, really insanity at the time of that Man United defeat on the pod. I think we were all so, so low. So let's close it on Conte, rightly so. And just a few words on Conte and the difference he's made to the football club and how you're feeling right now as a Spurs fan going into the summer. He's, he's brought, as I said, we started talking, he's brought the fan base together. He's brought up back the belief that we've been crying out for. He's bought, he's put, he's given players, and we've just mentioned the Dyers and Davises of this world, that extra step to be better players. Um, and I'm excited to what he can, what he can bring for next season. Uh, we've obviously seen that Levy and the board are backing him now. They're letting him do his job. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to be on this show beginning of the next season or even when we're talking about in the summer. With some with some real positive stuff, so I'm I'm, I'm excited. As long oh, as man. we can get rid of some of the, 
Deadwood at Spurs still. But I'm Amen. not going to go into that. Oh, I tell you, and it's been a pleasure, mate. Wishing you all the best with a single. Love Make you sure, all. Like I say, you download the single. Been a wonderful reaction to that. And looking forward to more and more of Ant's music to come. Frankie, let's come over to you. It only feels right, Frankie. The excitement of you on that night, we did that Conte appointment show. You were beaming, mate, from ear to ear. Honestly, the smile on your face was just... Oh, honestly, you were so, so excited. How do you feel now, Frankie? You know, what are we, four or five months on now? Club back in the chat, is he looking to go big this summer? Just talk about Antonio, how you feel right now, Frankie. Just justify my happiness because uh, he's galvanised the club, as Anne said. The club was fractured. There was in, in bickering, enic in, enic out. Um, the fan base, fans arguing in, in the stadium, which I saw oh. earlier in the season. And he's brought the feel-good factor back to the club. I've never seen it. Even under the, the dizzy heights of Pochettino, I know we didn't win anything, but competing for titles, Champions League final, to me, they're, they're tall heights. But I've never been in a stadium as a Tottenham fan, and after five minutes of a match, the whole crowd fans start, the whole crowd starts singing Antonio. I've never had that with a manager. He's, he's just unified everyone, and he's brought belief back. He's brought belief back from the players. The players have bought into absolutely everything um, that, that he's about, and, and he just personifies hard work, class. Um, he's a genius. He's a smooth man as well. He's, he's in his Italian designer clothes on the touchline with his the best hair transplant I've ever seen with his Mediterranean tan. Looks the business. Um, he's got that edge to him as well. There's been a few little tear-ups on the touchline this season with, with opposition managers. He's got that to him, that prickliness, which all the big managers seem to have. And he has bought he's brought the club up levels and I'm so excited if we can keep this man happy with the infrastructure that's in place now and we can back him properly um, we've got the best stadium in, in the country in Premier League football that training ground is, is just state of the art the best one of the best hotels apparently in London according to Jose that goes with it so his, his work base is as elite as it can get um, he's starting to put together a group of elite players with, with the one or two that he had already and as I said, it's all about now keeping him happy, giving him what he wants. And as Chris Cowling would say, the trophies are coming under Antonio Conte, as long as we keep him happy and give him what he wants. So thank you, Antonio Conte, for, for saving this club season and turning it around and making us all feel proud to be Spurs again. Um, and we're, you know, keeping our heads up and not being sung about getting battered everywhere we go. Um, he's the man that's changed it all. So thank you, Antonio. And uh, I can't can't speak highly enough of the man. And I must say, Frank, also thank you, mate. It's been a pleasure having you back on Last Word on Spurs this season. If you've been with Last Word on Spurs in the early days, Frankie was around then, but we've bedded him back in as a regular. And it's been an absolute pleasure. So, Frankie, thanks for all the hours, mate, all the time. Honestly, we loved it. No, thank you, having you back on. the team and, and everyone. As I say, it's been a, a long absence, but I'm, I'm so happy doing this. Um, great bunch of lads, all Tottenham mad. And uh, we do do just out of love. So... Um, onwards and upwards for the club and last word on Spurs and thank you lads all of you and Ricky for having me back pleasure mate absolute pleasure Jane let's come over to you just a few words on Conte how you're feeling right now and the optimism for the summer Jane. yeah I mean I, I think the list of uh, most improved players kind of says everything about him as a coach I think the way that he's come in and, and transformed these players um, says a great deal about how he is he's just an unbelievable coach I think as well, he's a manager as well. You just know, can seems to get it right in those big moments. And, um, you know, maybe that's the criticism we've had of, of Pochettino. We knew he was an amazing coach, but in those big moments, he just couldn't quite get us over the line. And again, that very much sticks out uh, for me under Pochettino was was when we uh, we were totally in control against Juve and we let that game slip. And I think we were definitely the better team on the night. But, 
Juventus were just clever. And I think that that's, that's something I really wanted to see Spurs eventually become. And I think under Antonio Conte, we can become a very, very good team, but also a, a clever team that can get over those uh, the line in those big occasions. And I think that that's exactly what Conte is going to bring. Um, I think that also, as I mentioned, just, just the way he's improved so many of these players. I remember coming out of, of so many games this season and thinking, you know, if we can perform like that with a team, that, with, with a group of players like that, then I'm just so excited to see what he can do when he's got uh, a team that's more in his image. And I think next season, honestly, it's going to be so exciting. I think the key point, as I mentioned earlier, I, I really think that he would not be sticking around if he didn't think he could win the league. And, and that's what I think, although whatever we think of uh, whether we can or can't win the league, I think that we know, we've got to know that, that Conte believes we can. And uh, unbelievably excited for next season. And uh, unbelievably excited for the chance of winning those well. Yeah, we, we can't wait. I know one man that can wait. <laughs> He could wait a long time for the transfer window. The brilliant Jason McGovern. And Jason's been with me. I know, again, for people that obviously followed last time, went on Spurs just on YouTube, which has only been a year. Me and Jason have been, Jason, we have been together. We have been together. <laughs> me and Jason have been for what, seven or eight years. I know you're probably thinking, how is this lasting? I've, I've, I've asked the same question at times. But honestly, Jason's been there with me through the very dark days of Spurs. We started on the Jason on the our first show. Serge Aurier. Yeah, we, I think our first show together, Jason, was Kane, the. Um, Kane's it Kane's 50th Everton what was that what was that landmark the Everton away game do you remember what it was that was I the first remember. last word on Spurs Harry's, but we were doing Harry's it before 100. that weren't we yeah we were we were, we were. before that can I just say something and the type of man he is and this is my actual moment of the season let's take the football yeah. away on Go a on. human level this yeah. man had friends in Thailand where he lived many many moons ago and uh, they came over for the Tottenham Arsenal North London derby they spent a fortune to get here and paid a fortune for a ticket now, one of his good friends showed up to the to the entrance to try and get into the stadium and his ticket didn't work and he was told that he's been had over. Jason gave him his ticket. The first North London derby, full capacity at this new stadium. He's been to 48. I understand that. He's, you know, he's been around the block. Um, one of the oldest Spurs fans and one of the most loyal and dedicated. But to do that, what you've done was unbelievable. What a gesture yeah. and yeah. what a gentleman. And that deserves a mention. I know he'll probably be embarrassed that I've mentioned that because that's the type <laughs> of man he is. He didn't, he didn't do it for accolade. He didn't do it for so everyone would say, oh, well done, Jason. He'd done it out of the goodness of his heart. And that, for me, is the, the real moment of the season on a human level. Massive respect to Jason McGovern. You're a proper man doing that. And well yeah. done. Good on you, Yeah, no, honestly. I'm yeah, well done, mate. Honestly. I've had, a, I've had a lot of nice messages on that for that. So, um, you know, like I say, it was my 42nd one and they took care of me. So it was a... Was a no-brainer for me. I didn't didn't think about it, and, and my good friend Andy, you know, I had to persuade him to to give up his ticket because there was two tickets that we needed. So uh, special mention to my mate Andy as well that that did that. But um, no, I'm looking forward. You know, Conte's done a done a brilliant job. I think he's brought that excitement back. He's he's brought that looking forward to to games back. Um, you know. And the biggest thing that he's done is persuade that man who sits upstairs to fully invest into the in, and buy into the the whole thing about the next level of success for this club is definitely on the pitch. Maybe a little bit of that is circumstances that now we've got a full stadium. Now there's no COVID. Now that there's no stadium to build. Now all the big infrastructure is done. Maybe it's it's the time is right. But I think <laughs> it's still taken a special man in Conte to to persuade Daniel Levy to say right. 
I'm, I'm going to nail me colours to the mast and we're we're going to go to to try and be the club that as fans we all want us to be and uh, I think that's one of the unique things that Conti's done. Yeah, I totally agree. Jace, mate, for the six, seven, eight years it's been, I know you've not wanted to ever do transfers. So... No transfers, please. <laughs> so can I just say, can I just on. say, I hate the transfers. It's not transfers that I hate. I love the transfer when the transfer's done and they're holding up the shirt. It's the Fabrizio Romano speculation of 755 signings that are set to sign, preparing to bid, love this, love that. I said to Jamie Friday, I've linked Jamie to Sergio Reggion's girlfriend, but he has no chance of getting her. No chance whatsoever. Oh, my God. Don't worry about that. I must honestly, it's uh, listen, it's it's always fun, it is always brilliant. Oh, is Frankie my. saving the electricity bill or what? What's <laughs> <that>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in a dark room on my way, aren't I? So the lights have gone out. I was in like a conservatory thing overlooking the, 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 the lights have gone out. So. <laughs> oh dear, Jason, <laughs> always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Jason. Again, listen, the Cheers, generosity boys. of you is, is well received. Cheers, here. Boys. Jay. Jamie, Jamie Brown will be with me, hopefully, on some of the transfer shows this summer. Fingers crossed. Jay, thank you so much, mate, for all your coming to last one on Spurs. It's been a difficult season balancing the athletics and uh, your training and what's happening. So thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. No, my pleasure. It's obviously been a, an amazing end to the season. Um, yep. Yeah. I said the last fortnight of, of supporting Spurs has just been unbelievable. I think we've kept going up and up in terms of all the good news. And uh, yes, yeah, it just feels like a, a really weird time to be a Spurs fan. I don't think we've quite had all this good news. And uh, I, 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 th- I can see it continuing. Um, again, I always hold on to that thing that I really think Antonio Conte thinks we can do something special next season. And uh, so do I. So uh, yeah, l- really looking forward to it. Oh man, mate. Thank you so much for all your time, Jay. I know it's not been easy. So thank you so much. And to the co-host, to the man who I've got to say, guys, I am going away on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Ali Goals. Probably nothing will happen now, probably. I'm going to wait for a couple of weeks, which means that McQueen will be at the wheel if anything does break big. He's promised me that he'll try and cover it. Also, Lee's in Spain as well. So this is, listen, dedication to Lee McQueen as well. The man's away in Spain and he said he'll do me a favour. Anything breaks, he'll, he'll cover it for me. So, listen, let's hope uh, the next few weeks are really exciting. Lee, to you, mate, thank you so much for all your time this season, beyond this season. You've done the last three or four years on the last one of Spurs. The people love the blue book. They love the passion. They love the drive. They love the enthusiasm. Man, I know you've loved last one of Spurs. We've had people all throughout the globe telling us how much they love the show. And again, thank you so much for all your support. Lee, what a crazy season, mate. Thank you so much. It's the crazy train, isn't it? We, all the love sport shows, when we did the love sport shows and we talked about the crazy train and, and how it was going and the, the, the up and the downs and the five, 518 days without signing as Chris Callum was telling and all that. All that sort of stuff. Frank, Frank's gone in the dark room, Frank's mate. Gone. I don't know where the light is. What I actually want to say, what I actually want to say at this point, because this is the bit that no one really ever uh, you know, thank everyone else. We, we always thank everyone else, but no one really gets to thank Yeah, Rick. This geezer, this yeah. geezer is ridiculous. The amount of work that this bloke puts in is just unbelievable. Like, I, I never see any hate for you and on, on any of the social medias, Rick. But if there is any hate out there, fuck it, lawyer, because this bloke is literally different level. And wherever this show is going, and we know where it's going, but wherever this show is going, it's down to the one man, and that is Ricky Sack, mate. So you have been absolutely 
Oh, crap. Frank, Frank, there he is. <laughs> so, big, no, sorry, I've, ru I've ruined a nice moment because Ricky Sachs, he's very good at his job. He's fantastic. He's very good, oh, yeah. God, he's he's very good. So, look, I mean, I've, I've, made, I've, made a lot of, I've made a lot of new friends doing the show over the yeah. last three or four years. And, and actually, so, so, some might say that, you know, we, our, our paths would have never crossed with us when on Spurs. And like, yeah. there's a lot of people with a lot of love in the comments and the people that listen and all the listeners' questions. The people that come up to me at the stadium, it's just phenomenal the amount of people that come up to me. I, I go with my like with my mates. We're like with Nicky, uh, with Nick and Colsey and Steph and you know Crouch and, and and all these guys. And they'd be like, and Dave and whatever. They'd be like, who's that? And I, say, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who they are. They're coming up to me, and it's it's just crazy. So good, I love it. I absolutely oh. love it. So thank you so yeah. much for me. Um, and coming look. on to what coming to what you're saying, Lee. Sorry to cut you there, but yeah. I was at a rental company on Tuesday, uh, doing some press, and a gentleman, massive office. He heard that I was there, obviously with the boys. He come he come running over to me, big fan of the show, and said, "Thank you." I said, "Sorry, mate, for, for what?" He went, "I'm a big Spurs fan." You boys get me through everything. Got me through the lockdown. Got me through after games when we've lost, when we've won, when we've drawn, and it was such a nice thing to hear. So I think it's Jordan. I think it's Jordan. If you're listening Jordan, or watching, mate, Jordan, yeah. top man, top man. Um, I mean, there's so many people. I'm I'm checking the local police reports in Devon because Frankie's got no alibi for two minutes ago. <laughs> he disappeared. <laughs> If I find something happened out in that garden, Frankie, I'll, I'll tell you what, you got no alibi, mate. It's like that falls and horses when they go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone on the outside toilet. Frankie, what's all that? What's all that blood up the wall behind you? <laughs> I've, sorry, I've, you know what? That, that sort of ruined Ricky's moment. But let's just go back. Sorry, no, no, please, honestly, boys. Puts this all together. Yeah. Puts, he, he probably oh. has. I can imagine his missus is on the cusp of the divorce. Maybe two oh, is, because this, of the tiny <laughs> this show and other media things he does with Sky and he, he, he's done uh, Lab Bible and things like that before. So um, appreciate what you do, Rick. Everyone here. Oh, loves boys. You. And um, thank you, lads. It's well it's not doable, honestly, but it's not doable without obviously you guys and the amount of time you give for the show. And honestly, listeners, <laughs> viewers, thank you so much for all of your incredible support. So, guys, that is the end of season awards. Um, listen, the team here delivering for us on a weekly basis, game by game by game basis. But like I said, I am taking a short break for a couple of weeks. If there's any breaking news, we'll have it covered on last one on Spurs somehow, somewhere. We've got a couple of shows planned, right? Look, look, I'm not saying anything. There's, there's a lot of sing, you know, FC flags and that Spurs song sheet's done some fantastic work. Tim Winston, brilliant, brilliant stuff with the, with, with the singing. I think we've got some stuff that we're going to work on. We've got some really good stuff behind the scenes with the Tottenham Hotspur Foundation that no other channel can bring you. So it's exclusive stuff that's going on in and inside the club and in and around the club, outside of the first team football stuff. We've obviously got transfers coming with the likes of Jamie Brown from the Daily Hotspur, John Wenham as well from uh, from Lily White Rose. We're going to get Jason back on to talk about transfers. He loves him, really. <laughs> you should see him on our WhatsApp group, listeners and viewers, I'll tell you. He's the first one. Oh, what, what do you think about that one, Jamie? <laughs> I'm going to join Frank. <laughs> <laughs> 
But we've got some really good stuff. A, a massive thank you to our sponsors as well. Corner, uh, Beaver Town Corner Pin have been yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant for us. We're going to do some, hopefully do some live shows down there as well yeah, uh, yeah. Throughout, throughout the summer. Uh, yeah, mate. going on down there as well. Some acoustics going on with, with, with the guys and the girls. So look, we'll do it, son. You know where to follow us, mate, on the social. <laughs> we'll, do that. That. we'll do that. Well, just to add to that, fantastic venue to watch away games with. Ant and I watched with John Wenham. Uh, watched the Liverpool away game there, and it was brilliant on the big screen. So uh, shout mate. out to down corner pin. Please, if anyone sees Frank, if anyone sees Frank at corner pin watching a, an away game. Please just stand next to him. That's all. He done more minutes than Dombele anyway, didn't he? Mate, he, done more he was. He was. He was heading. He was running. He was jumping. He was <laughs> doing all that. Why don't you pause? What the... I was just watching you, Frank, for about eighty minutes. I loved it. So anyone that called a bid, go and stand next to Frank. <laughs> Hit the lights. That's the last one. Before we go for a break. Hit the damn lights. There are a thousand people watching. It's criminal not getting... It's more criminal than Frank being in the dark for 20 seconds. I tell you what, hit the bloody lights, man. Get the lights on. Boom. Have some of that. If you like what you're seeing, hit the lights. Subscribe. Share it. Talk to your people about it. Get them on last one on Spurs. I've got no doubt this show's going to be absolutely fine on the basis of that whilst I'm away. Honestly, guys, from Jason McGovern, from the brilliant Jamie Brown, from the wonderful Frankie Major, from the superb Anthony Costa... And from the takeover of Lee McQueen, guys, please keep safe, keep well, keep the spirits up. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. The wait is over, not only for the return of the Premier League, but a packed Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. feels like a big game. It's a tremendous goal. Rashford 3-0. A new era begins tonight. Antonio Conte is the new head coach of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Son belts it into the net and Spurs are having fun in North London. Oh, off the post and in for this first goal for Spurs. Sergio Reguilon. Lucas Moura. Oh, clever. Around Gilmore. Linking with Son. Lucas Moura. And Dombele, here is Kane! And Davison Sanchez, what a massive goal that might be! Winks ball, right under the keeper and in! Spurs are beaten here unless something miraculous can happen late. Hoypierre hooks it forward, Doherty in behind, Bergwijn, 2-2 into the final moments! Kane, surely not another twist, good ball from Kane, Bergwijn is in, is he going to win the game? He is! Steven Bergwijn, I don't believe it, the flying Dutchman! A 
And it's Swain for Kulazewski, his first goal in a Spurs shirt. Kane's made a run into the area, there he is, and it's Harry Kane in front of the away end. And he beats Hugo Maurice to make it 2-2. Still Kulazewski, good ball, oh and it's in, it's Harry Kane with a header. It is his night at the Etihad. Setting on away, goal and that's been coming. Kane. Son scores, Kane and Son's now a record-breaking duo. It's perfect for Kane, oh what a finish, 5-0. Well Christian Romero venturing forward, it's his first goal for Spurs. Now Bentecourt, and he gets the pass right for Kane, Kane scores it. And Kane becomes the outright record goal scorer in the Premier League, away from home. Son shoots and scores. Davis and it's Emerson Royale. What a save from Hugo Lloris. Dejan Kulazewski is loving life at Spurs. Son Hattrick. They tackle Romero. Oh, superb from Kulazewski. Left to curling shot is absolutely unbelievable. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.